smoking now? <sighs> yeah. Joe, I need some advice. Tell me about it. What is this? You and Alec Hill's wife? No, 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 it's not like that. She's a little shaky right now. Mac asked me to keep an eye on her, you know, try to cheer up. He what? Yeah, he went out of town. He, uh, he went to San Francisco to whack the son of a bitch who killed her husband. Richie. You're the son of a bitch who killed her husband. My contract says no nudity. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. My contract with you guys say I must be nude all the time. So At all times. Right. You signed on the dotted line. Yeah, which explains why you get so much skin. (laughs) Gotta get that alien brain. This is actually what the, <laughs> the film that uh, Cragen's about to shoot in this episode sounds like. That's the yeah. soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> clicky, click dick, clicky dicks. Click yep. dick. <laughs> yep. Aiming the porn foley artist. Porn folio. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. S- sidebar. That'd be a good uh, premise for a sketch, like a porn foley artist. That I think it is a premise for a sketch. But like, oh, is it? But I like, also so. that doesn't know what it sounds like. Like, it's like, oh, like it's like a cranking sound. <laughs> like metallic grind, grinding. Grind. So yes, right? Eh? Yeah, it's called grinding. Yeah. Why wouldn't it sound like this? Grinder. Well, guys, welcome to season five, episode seven, haunted, haunted, haunted. Jennifer. Oh boy, Jennifer. Jenny. <laughs> yeah, this, song, this this ghost would be much less spooky if you called her Jenny. 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 Well, before we jump into our review of The Haunted... Oh, it's not even The Haunted, is it? It's just Haunted. Just, haunted. just haunted. But we're going to play a little round of the Highlander catalog game. So, for those of you who might be new to the show, uh, this segment is when I uh, read a selection from the Highlander catalog from 1999, this one. Ooh. Oh. That's right. And Kyle and Eamon are going to try to guess, based on the description and looking at the picture in the catalog, how much this item costs. And uh, whoever wins gets to give their uh, their rating first at the end of the episode. Whoever gets closest to the actual price. Are you guys ready to play? Born I that way. I am ready. All right. So today we're going to be talking about the celebration registration package. I'm sorry, what? Guys, it's a real celebration registration here. <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. Celebrate good times by registering. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says good times like paperwork. Yeah. Right. So there are a number of products that are part of this package which is good. It is a package. Uh, So I'm going to read the overarching thing, uh, and then I'll give you kind of some snippets of the other items offered in this package, right? Mm. It says, own it and own a part of Highlander history. Hashtag Highlander history. That's right. (laughs) 
Originally designed and reserved exclusively for Highlander convention attendees, we've decided to make available the official convention registration package to those Highlander faithful unable to take part in this now legendary gala. Wait, is nope. this, what do you just get? Like a lanyard? <laughs> it's a, it's a convention, it not a gala. Gala, yeah. Um, it's a black tie optional convention. <laughs> yeah. As this event will never again be repeated, this increasingly scarce nine-piece package has already acquired collector's value and stands tall among historic Highlander memorabilia. What the fuck? <laughs> Here's some trash. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. This is leftover shit from the convention that they that are now we're selling. Like to Here, sell. pay for this garbage. <laughs> Okay, oh, somebody's gonna be so. Somebody's gonna treasure their lanyard and be so mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, all right, so I will run down all the things that are part of this. None of these are priced individually, which is interesting. So the only way to get this mm, is right, the it's whole exclusive, kit and is stark. But are they priced to own? <laughs> They're priced to lease. That's up yeah. to you guys, I suppose. Ugh. All right, so first up is the Watcher logo bag. Ooh, is it a plastic bag? Worse. Ugh. Is it cloth? No. It's paper? It's a paper bag. <laughs> no. It says the Watcher no. trademark rendered on an official convention bag. And I will hold this up. You can see this is a just shopping bag. Oh, like shit. Like if you bought it some clothes. a shopping with bag. With like a Watcher logo screen printed on it yeah. or something. So it's just a bag that will rip. How do they even package that? I guess it comes all folded up in the yeah. box, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, the registration package also includes the Highlander Scenes Puzzle Cube. This desktop novelty puzzle cube unfolds into dozens of exciting Highlander scenes. Wow. Interesting. Okay, well, this is Do you know what a desktop cube puzzle is? Does no. that make sense? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah, kind yeah, of Rubik's yeah. Cubes got it, got it. looking things, but they like fold up yeah. open, right? Yeah. 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 And they're okay. like, conne- like it's like taped together. Exactly. So, okay, got right. it. Then this also comes with the convention press and public public convention press bloop, bloop. convention bloop, press bloop, bloop, bloop. and publicity brochure a, a, bro- s- a brochure you say yeah wow where my bros at <laughs> uh, for sure <laughs> <laughs> it's a sixteen page coffee table quality brochure nope no nope. <laughs> they're coffee table books not a brochure sure, yeah oh these are just have you co- considered kidney dialysis yeah this <laughs> the only thing a, 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 a brochure a coffee table a yeah, brochure, like a waiting room a, a waiting room office. right like yeah. next to a mag like golf magazine yeah <laughs> a brochure about kidney dialysis do you have trouble holding it <laughs> <laughs> 16-page coffee table quality brochure featuring 30 stunning images mm. and concise bios on Highlander stars, cast, and crew. Wow. Okay, that's more legit than I was expecting. Sure. Hmm. This also comes with the Celebration Auction Catalog. Oh. That's kind of okay. cool. Nearly 225 Highlander props and collectibles sold during our live and silent charity auctions. Each is itemized by show and season inside this eight-page catalog. They're probably not illustrations of these items. No, I'm, I'm sure it's just a list. Because huh. how many did they sell? 225 items? Oh, yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just a list saying what you can bid on. Hmm. And description. I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm sure it's kind of neat to see. Like, that's oh, that's cool. what they had available. Yeah. Uh, it also comes with the Duncan McLeod convertible T-Bird photo. 
Now, is the photo convertible or is it the photo of a <laughs> <Yeah>. convertible? <laughs> the, 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 the photo also turns into a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> or a plane, I guess. Plane, could, yeah. Oh, that's true. The, you literally could turn it into a plane. That's right. Yeah. Uh, a Mc- crane? A crane. <laughs> that's right. Cranes, um, <laughs> planes, and automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan McLeod's vintage 1964 convertible Thunderbird auctioned for an astonishing $61,000. This collector's photo can be removed for personalized training. Training, framing. God right. damn it. <laughs> yeah, train this wow. photo. Because it comes in like a, it looks like a cardboard sort of frame, okay. you know. But you can take it out. How convenient. Wow, great. Yeah. Um, this also comes with, there's more items. There's more? There's more. There are four more things. It's not a four Wow. <laughs> so many more items. Yeah, right. Uh, the Celebration T commemorates the celebration with a stately multi-screen convention logo transfer. All cotton. St- sizes available. Medium, large, extra large, extra, extra large, extra, extra, extra large. Mm. There you go. Oh, you get a t-shirt? It's a t-shirt. And right. so it's got like okay. the logo on it. I mean, you can see here. You know, no, we've seen the logo. Good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's yeah. a shirt. Yeah. yeah that's all right. No, but this is this is really up to its game. You can wear that. Yeah, you can you actually could. do something with that. Yeah, on your body. You can train it to do whatever. Yeah. Um, it also comes with a laminated convention pass, provided three days of passage and access to all Highlander Immortals. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of the logo that's on the T-shirt on a cardboard or laminated thing. Little chain. The celebration quickening pin. We've seen this before. Guys. Oh, yes, that's very it, valuable. You might own the case very collectible. It's very, very collectible. collectible. <laughs> right, um, and that is the regal symbol of the convention, metal cast and finished in eight rich colors. Somebody on Twitter, and I don't remember their name, but they said, "When are you going to come out with a collectible case for your magnets?" <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh. That is really out loud. That's that great. Was really hey, funny. While we're talking about it, you should go onto our Facebook page or Etsy store to find our collectible set of Highlander magnets. That's right, drawn yeah. by none other. Other than resident artist Eamon. Me. That's Batman. Right. Batman. <laughs> Actually, I've always, if we have more time, I've always wanted to make fake catalog items, like Photoshop. Yeah. And write, like, crazy descriptions. Wouldn't that be fun? We should it do one be. for our magnets. There we go. Ooh, we did that for our Christmas episode, didn't we? Didn't we make up? Oh, that's right. We just, like, items? randomly spitballed yeah. <laughs> fake catalog. Fake product. Yeah. yeah. So, also, a little hint. We did guess. Does anyone remember what we guessed the uh, the pin was worth last time? Oh. That was one of our catalog items. So, right. this one was, was like four well, bucks. I think we were told the price. Yeah, you might have been told this one. This one was the most expensive. I think this was 12 or $13. Oh, yeah. that's... So, that, like, maybe gives you a clue about the whole package here. Don't forget mm. that bag. And finally, finally, guys... This package comes with the convention envelope. The official <laughs> the envelope. It says the official invite with convention crest. Right. I don't know convention if it contains an invite. Crest. It's just an envelope. An envelope. Or an envelope. This How do you guys say it? Pushing the envelope. I say envelope. I say envelope. How about envelope? Ooh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> envelope. <laughs> Oh, boy. So there we go. Those are your, I guess, was it nine items total? Nine-piece yeah. package. That's what she said. Nine-piece package. I can picture three. What are the other six? Uh, mm. A lot of add-ons. Warts. <laughs> Warts. <laughs> uh, should I go first on yeah, this one? Yeah, sure. Here, yeah. I'm going to hold this you up again first. so you can see all these items. All right. There's a lot here. There's a lot. I mean, that celebration pin alone. And there's a pin and a shirt and some photos. I'm going to guess that they and sold And a paper this. bag. And yeah. a paper bag. Well, i got to factor in the paper bag. I'm going to guess they sold this for $39.99. All right. $39.99. I'm going to say $49.99. No, no one wants to go $98, huh? Uh, well, see, the, this catalog's <laughs> tripping me. 
<laughs> they tripping me up. Just they did. couldn't. They, right there. Yeah. Yeah. they couldn't arrive at a consensus on how many cents to charge for these yeah. things. All if, right, Kyle gets thirty nine ninety nine. Amon gets forty nine ninety nine. That's correct. Sir. Ten dollar difference. Actual retail price forty nine ninety five. Oh, Amon, four cents wow. off. I Russian can't in. believe that's that expensive. Well, between the shirt and the pin. That's I mean, true. Like, you are yeah. getting a shirt. So, I mean, let's say the shirt does, yeah. if you bought it separately, let's say it costs $13. How much do we assume the shirt would cost? Most shirts in this catalog seem to cost... Did you say the shirt was $13? No, the pin's 13 Okay. The shirt, the I think... Pro- probably 15 to 15 20 15 to 20 Yeah. All so right. right yeah, then, yeah, we're yeah. at how much? 30-something. Almost yeah. 40 right? Yeah. No. 30-something. Math. Yeah, 30-something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess it's it's not awful. No, but a lot of this, but a lot of is it's trash. just like paper. Yeah, that you is, can't use no, like the envelopes. I cannot believe that. Like I love whoever had the foresight to, at the end of the convention, not just throw those, throw this in all the in the fucking trash. trash. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what? We oh, can we can sell this yeah. crap. Sell this. <laughs> Nicely done. Wow, well, I wonder how go. many they sold of those. Great question. Hey, listener, did you buy that? Yeah, yep. you didn't Email go to the us. convention, but you were like, "Give me the lefties." Yeah, <laughs> I want the lefties. Give me this registration booklet. Mm-hmm. Or were you upset because, like, you got your invite in the mail, opened it up, and were like, "Cool," and threw the rest out, yeah. and then saw months later they were selling that envelope. Yeah, you'd be selling that on eBay in that envelope money. Highlander it cost about the same amount as the stamp. <laughs> image cube. <laughs> cube. 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 <laughs> Breathing through an image cube. <laughs> Elixir. <laughs> These are references to Mythos. Yeah. And the way he says the word tube about his dead girlfriend. Mythos? Mythos? He's coming back soon, huh? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of dead spouses. Speaking Haunted. of dead spouses. Haunted, indeed. Let's... Go over the dates and deets, guys. This episode first aired November 11th, 1996. Never forget, Never oh, forget November 11th, right? It's a date that will be forever in my heart. Do you guys remember where you were on November 11th? I was watching, well, around 1996, I think I was watching Highlander. Oh. Yeah. How uh, coincidental. Okay. Or apt. Apt. Apt pupil. pupil? Oh, yeah. Pupil, yeah. With Ian McKellen. And That's right. Directed by Peter, is that Peter Jackson? No. Who did that movie? It's either Brett Ratner or oh, Brett Ratner. Brian it's Brett Ratner. Singer. Oh, wait, shit. Is Ooh, it? Which? It's Brian Singer, I think. It's Brian Singer. It's Brian yeah. Singer, yeah. Ugh. Not good guys. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but Brian Singer is at least a better director than Brent Ratner. This is, this is very true. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything we can say about him. Yeah. All right, guys. This episode was directed by J- the man with two names. James Bruce. James Bruce. Did I say the man with two names? Two first, first names. The man God. with two <laughs> names. <laughs> it's also written by a man with two names. Oh, wow. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I've done the list. Every every actor in it has two names. Right. Oh, man. It doesn't have Prince in it. <laughs> or Vanity. <laughs> right. Ooh, or Cher. Mm, Cher. Madonna. I'm trying to think of another <laughs> oh, one that I can't. Seal. 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 <laughs> Did you know <laughs> that when it snows? Uh, James Bruce, uh, this is his first of two Highlander episodes. He also directed some episodes of Army Wives, uh, which is a TV show. Uh, he did some, he, he produced, I think, one episode of The Apprentice. Oh, good. Sorry. You fired. Oh, boy. Uh, and he's done a bunch of producing on like food documentaries as well. That's actually kind of mostly what he's been doing recently is production. On food documentaries. Ooh, he's a, por- a food pornographer? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Get him to the Greek yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, this episode was written by Scott Peters. This is his last of three episodes. Uh, the other two were Reluctant Heroes and the Amorto Chimoli. 
Um, he did. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. One of those is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reluctant Heroes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Reluctant with, with Heroes. Our, with with our the arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Mar- uh, Marvin? No. Visa with an M. The, the, sh- the, the store owner. Yeah, terrible. The market the, owner. Yeah. Yeah. The guy Mark who, Marcus? Nope. Whatever. Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah the worst guy him. in Ireland. He's still my most hated Highlander uh, <laughs> villain. Yeah. So hated, none of us can remember his name. Nope. Forgotten. Sands of time. Uh, he also did episodes of The Outer Limits, V, Goosebumps, and check this out. He did an episode called Click of Goosebumps, which the IMDb description reads... When the remote control he ordered arrives, Seth discovers, as well as electrical appliances, it can also control the world around him. This, however, this newfound control proves addictive, and soon Seth is abusing it. Does wait this a minute. familiar at all? Adam Sandler's classic film Click? Click, right? <laughs> I checked online. I didn't see any connection like on like the Wikipedia page for the movie Click, which I might have been the first person to visit. In the past did 10 years. Off, did I have to rip off the movie Goose, the Goosebumps right? TV show? Th- there was no, like, mention saying, like, oh, this was, like, inspired by... Th- I mean, it's not, like, the craziest concept in the world. No, I mean, uh, an idiot could come up with that <laughs> idea. <laughs> they, maybe they and that idiot's yeah. name was R.L. Stein yeah. <laughs> Slash Adam Sandler. Slash Scott You want the real Stein. <laughs> the real Stein. We know R.L. Stein's money. R.L. Stein. <laughs> they kind of look similar. Ben Stein and R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein. Stein always looks very sad in his pictures. But he's rolling in that bumps money. Yeah, he <laughs> bumps is. Money. He's got bumps bucks. Yeah, bumps bucks. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was interesting. Uh, crazy, right? It is. That's weird. So let's talk about guest stars. This episode, guest stars Kevin Conway. As Alec Hill, uh, he did lots of voices for the G.I. Joe cartoon and voices on Courage, the Cowardly Dog, when the first, uh, which is his last credit in 2002. So who knows oh. what's up with Mr. Conway? When that first appeared, I was like, Kevin Conroy is in this? The yeah, voice yeah, of Batman in the animated yeah. series? Um, upon immediately seeing it, I was like, nope, not him. He would have been great in a show like this. Yeah. He would have been very good. He's yeah. a good actor. He's good. This episode also guest stars John Novak as Gerard Cragen. This is his third Highlander episode. The first one, we never remember what this fucking guy's name is, was Sheriff Bad Guy in Innocent Man. That's wow. crazy. Yeah, which was uh, Sheriff we, Crowley. Crowley. I didn't recognize him. I know. I, he looks, I guess well, he had I glasses like he on. He wasn't memorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> well, I didn't remember him. I wonder why. Sheriff I, Bad Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was also uh, Mason in The Revolutionary, a character I don't even remember. Me neither. And I feel like we didn't even notice that when we did The Revolutionary. No, he's good with stone, though. Very. He's great bricklayer. <laughs> These uh, are masonry jokes. Uh, right? You're getting there. Uh, Mason, actually, Mason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also I'd done that lots of mobile suit Jason Gundam. Statham as a laborer. Yeah. I would watch Jason Statham do anything. Yeah. Like the Meg. Like the, the Meg. Meg. Did you see that? No. I didn't hear it's good It's on things. HBO right now. Huh. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm. I don't know why I was interested. I don't have HBO. Oh, is it? Oh, wow. Oh, well. I can't watch it. So. <laughs> he just like to be Thank informed. you for this useless information. Yeah. I do like him, though. I like Jason Statham. You're a real transporter head, I think I know. he's good. Yeah. yeah. They made a TV show with the transporter. Did you they see did? that? Yeah. I don't think that lasted. There's a Taken. There's like all these TV shows of movies that nobody knows about because they're probably Taken. Because they're terrible. Yeah. Is this someone new get Taken every episode? <laughs> every episode, a different family member of <laughs> Liam Neeson gets Taken. taken. <laughs> There's <laughs> no one left. It's probably like a 24-esque ep- show, right? Sure. It, ha- it would have to it's be. One, it's yeah. only one taking. <laughs> one taking. Yeah, it's one taking. This episode uh, also guest stars Kathy Everson as Jennifer Hill. Uh, she was 
Lieutenant Lonnie Henderson on Sequest and did a few episodes of Diagnosis Murder. She hasn't done anything since the year 2000. Womp womp. I was also watching the opening credit sequence to Diagnosis Murder this week because of this and it's a trip down memory lane. Mm. Yeah, you're Dick, just Van the, Dick, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. yeah. So is the premise of that that is he like a medical examiner for the police? No. Or is he just a doctor that comes across? Let me lay it down for you. So here we go. Uh no, it's it's a fun premise for a show. It's like a very it's like a murder she wrote esque, sort of like a weekly mystery mm. show. Uh but his son, who's his it's his real son right. in the show. Uh I forget yeah. his name. Yeah. Uh he's one of those two named guys. Uh, or actually this a oh, three name, I guess. Yeah. But uh his son is a cop and mm. I guess is working on a case and it's like, Oh dad, like what do you think of this? Or I don't know, whatever. Dick Van Dyke is There's a, always a medical component to Right that. that it's like Oh I, I know this Aspect of it So they solve mysteries Together Oh that's cool Yeah it's Are fun. they all Ottoman related crimes Ottoman Mm-hmm because Dick Van Dyke oh, oh, trips I see. over them. I see. I, at first, I was like, like the church, the, like Turk, the, the Turk, empire, yeah, the Ottoman yeah, empire. Ottoman empire. Yeah. No, not <laughs> just tripping over the Ottoman. It's also a time travel show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of layers. It's very complicated. In flashback to 1880s San Francisco, Duncan's immortal friend Alec mourns the murder of his young wife Genevieve by Cragen, but is convinced her spirit is still around. In modern day, Alec has been killed by Cragen, but his mortal widow Jennifer is convinced that Alec's spirit can't leave until Duncan keeps his promise to kill Kagan. That is not what the episode is about. That's not yeah. true. There's a lot that of false, false information. <laughs> also, does it say Kagan or did you say Kagan? Is it Elena Kagan? <laughs> Supreme Court Justice? <laughs> yeah, she's... For, it's former president of Harvard Law. <laughs> she's Kagan. a murderer. That's just wrong. <laughs> it's just not correct. There's a second one that's not very good either, if you'd like to hear that. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. The wife of an immortal friend of Duncan tells him that he was killed by the immortal he has spent the past <laughs> hundred years looking for. Who are we talking Woo! about here? Know. He. Oh. You know him. Yeah, him. So Duncan heads off to get him <laughs> as he promised his friend he would. <laughs> So many pronouns. Uh, and Richie stays with her. Her? Who's her? This is the intro. And Jen Richie stays with her, and they get close. But when Joe tells Richie the true circumstances of the death of her husband, things unravel. Wow. Wow. That's a toss-up. That No, that is the worst IMDb <laughs> description I think we have ever read. At least that gets the plot of the episode right. It does. Yeah. Who are any of those people? <laughs> Choose your own. Choose your own. Listen to him. Him who? Him, him me. Him me. <laughs> That's what that was. Are we ready to hop into this, guys? Yeah, let's get haunted, baby. All right. How's it start off? It's spooky. San Francisco With in the rain. stock footage and some cartoon rain <laughs> That's right. put yeah. over it. And uh, uh, there's a woman who hears some ghostly voices that's right jennifer so but she then, wakes up yeah she wakes up and is exploring she's like alec she's like calling out and then only discovers she searches her rooms that she is a parrot and it is saying jennifer <laughs> there is a parrot going jennifer and you only <laughs> see its shadow you see a <laughs> shadow of a parrot going jennifer this will be the first time i ask this question is she just a loon or is a ghost saying Jennifer? I mean, the audio makes it think that a ghost is saying it. I mean, because the parrot doesn't go, Jennifer. <laughs> That'd be amazing if you had a spooky yeah. parrot. <laughs> a spooky parrot and whispers. Yeah. Jennifer. She's or, a little... I think she's crazy. Weird. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. I think it's something we're going to unpack as we look at this episode. But this is like piece one where it's like, okay, there you are provided with an explanation for what is being right what she's perceiving. Yes. That is not otherworldly. Totally. Although and she's hearing music too. We should mention that. Piano music. Which I don't know if she's actually hearing or imagining. Right. Or if it's the soundtrack. Or if it's the soundtrack. <laughs> right. <laughs> she does close the piano at some point. Right. I think yeah, but that's... the keys aren't like no. player piano. No. <laughs> and she sees like a big Lebowski looking motherfucker playing the yeah, piano. I know. I, that's right. <laughs> the dude is playing piano. Yeah. <laughs> so then she looks in the mirror. And who's there? Some guy. Some guy. We don't Some know guy. yet, but it's it's Alec. But who looks different than the guy that was, was playing, playing the piano, piano <laughs> which was very confusing. Yeah. Are there multiple ghosts? Uh, and then a branch smashes right the window to her house. Yes. And so there's lightning, and the ghost in the mirror is gone, and that's our cold open. Bam. So I'm really confused. Nope, that is not the end of our cold open. At this point. You're right. It is not. I'm sorry. <laughs> So then she leaves the house and drives to a graveyard, and we get Dominus. Yep. Like some, kind of, some like, bullshit Latin thing. chant. Then she goes over to a gravestone for Alec Hill, I guess to let us know he's dead. Right. But, like, no shit he's dead. <laughs> right. right? Like, did anyone need to be told this? I was just like, what the fuck's going on? Like, is she being fooled? Or, like, is she really seeing ghosts? Right. Yeah, I just was like, what is what is this? Yeah, without knowing too much, I suppose you could immediately read into this, her husband died but is immortal. You know what I mean? Like, she bur- like she had a funeral and she, she legit is seeing, like, a husband that's, like, stalking her. And immortal, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that might be one way to read it. All I'm saying is, she's clearly thinking, you know he's dead. Like, oh, sure. Or, like, at least that she believes he's dead. So yeah. this, like, sucked all the tension out of it <laughs> because, like, there was kind of a jarring, spooky moment that should have been the end of the cold open, and then, like, they play up like it's a big reveal, this thing that was patently obvious. It's like, right. It's just, like, a picture of a tombstone. It's yeah, like, like, we get it. Yeah, yeah, we don't need this. Yeah. Right. All right, so now we get the opening credits, and then we cut to the dojo, and Richie is shirtless in jeans. Uh, my note Working out. says Keith is drooling. That's <laughs> right. Who works out? Actually, guys, I... I cried during this part. (laughs) (laughs) To keep your trend up. Yeah. Who works out in jeans? I thought that too. Why would you put that? Just put on some anything out. I mean. Shorts or a sweatpant. Yeah. Yeah. A a single pant. Yeah. All all natural. So then uh, David Lynch comes in and guest directs the next scene (laughs) because we get like a fucking video effect superimposition. Oh, so this Jennifer, is awful. <laughs> this is like that movie, uh, "What Lies Beneath." Oh, with, with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer when she leans in and she's like, "Your wife," <laughs> or I th- "Dark I it was Man." Michelle Flautist. Michelle Flautist. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Michelle Woodwin. <laughs> Michelle Woodwin. Uh, he, Richie pulls a dark man. His face was changing. <laughs> uh, so she again appears to be. Yeah, Jenny like, comes in. Yeah, and Jenny, like, is this the part where his voice changes? Yeah, she's like, hi, and he, like, his face turns into Alex's face, but it's, like, black and white, and when he says, like, hi, how are you, or whatever, it's in Alex's voice. Yeah, which I guess we don't know that this is, I guess we're, yeah, I guess we do sort of know that this is Alec now. I guess so, Because yeah. we've seen the ghost in the mirror right. before. Yeah, and we get some sexy sax music right away, because they start flirting 
right off the bat. Yeah, they are like eye fucking the shit out of each other. I'm here for Duncan McLeod. And I rewounded a few times. I thought she said Dr. McLeod. Maybe that's why he's wearing he's that a, suit. He's yeah. got a doctorate in antiquing. I was like, did she say Dr. McLeod? But then Richie's like, uh, oh, I have to take you up. There's a key, which that answers the question. Yeah, that's I know. I'm so excited yeah. about it. So Joe has a key. He must. And Richie has a key as well. Yeah. Amanda must have a key. Who else just rides up that elevator? Mythos, Mythos must <laughs> not, right? No, he's. I mean, or is that know, always our clue? Like, because Mythos like leaves out the back door in like, a, in, a in a the sub- next subsequent episode, we will find that he is just in Max's apartment. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, who knows? Who, he's tricksty. Tricksty. Yeah. He's oh, tricksty. <laughs> but then Richie like has the key and he's like getting his stuff. And doesn't he picks, put a shirt on. Yeah, doesn't put a shirt on, and then he picks up a harmonica. <laughs> Is- and she's like, oh, you play? Who would ask that? That's a perfectly natural question. I guess. I yeah, thought no, this was that, all bizarre. Well, like, I'm like, Richie's taking up the harm. He's like, okay. I'm learning. Well, that like, part what? that part is strange. <laughs> and it's also strange that he has it just out. Just, but, like, on the bench, like... <sighs> it's like, some- he's doing a hardcore workout, but has kept that at arm's length, like... In just in case he needs to take a harmonica break? break. <laughs> yeah. But all I'm saying is... if. <laughs> So that part is bonkers, <laughs> but if you are her and you see a shirtless man pick up his shirt and his harmonica, you you're going uh, to acknowledge the presence of the harmonica. You are not going to let that lie. I guess so. Like, are you a hobo? Like, <laughs> riding the rails? Yes. yes so obviously, Richie's got everything the, the this one wants, bindle. which is abs and this harmonica. So we cut upstairs to Mac's loft. They go up, and Mac is up there already, and he's cleaning a mirror. So some good we busy... Actually, we finally see Mac work for a change. <laughs> I know, right? I did wonder. I was like, oh, like, what's he... This Well, this is an insane whole conversation. He's, like, cleaning the mirror... And I was like, oh, is this for the antique store? Like, does he still have an antique store that is just now never shown? Like, I can't figure that out. Like, yeah. did he really close the business? How did that, or, what, think, what did that transition happen? I mean, it was after Tess died. Well, I think he still, like, procures and sells antiques. But right. he might not have a storefront anymore. But we get this crazy phone call. Someone calls, yeah. and he's cleaning this mirror, and he's like, oh, I got this at, like, an estate sale. But whoever he's talking to, like, wants it right away? Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand. Like, were they, did they contact Mac months ago saying, like, there's a particular mirror. If you can get it, I want it. And then he finally was like, I got it. So, like, they've never seen, like, I just don't understand what this is. See, I didn't really question this that hard. And I also thought that Mac was, like, negotiating with them. Cause he even says, like, oh, maybe I'll keep it. Right. And, like, and then obviously he's like, okay, I'll bring it to you. Like, my guess is they offered him more money for it. Yeah. And- that was like his ploy because he has so. like a shit-eating grin when he's like, "Yeah, I'll give it to you this weekend or whatever." It was. Also, not a great mirror, as far as I could tell. He's not done cleaning really? it yet. He's not <laughs> dirty. What's he dirty. doing coke off the mirror? That, that's yeah. right. It's all coke. Yeah. Richie and Jennifer come in and they give like a look. Uh, Mac is like, "Oh, it's been like two years." So obviously, we know now that they're friends. And he's like, "Oh, well, where's Alec?" It's like, I guess you weren't too good of friends, you fucking dickhead. Uh, Died a year and a half ago. <laughs> right. What, like, was he not invited to the funeral, I guess? Right. Also, Mac does say we've been friends. At some point, it's been said, like, we were friends for 150 years, implying that it's a good friendship. It's like, we'll, we'll, we'll fucking get to that later. But Mac yeah. never went to this schlub's funeral. So Mac looks devastated. And she's like, he finally found Cragen. Then we get a flashback in FB to San Francisco, 1886. And we get this old-timey font on the title card? Yeah, right? What, have they ever done that before? 
It I was don't very think so. jarring to me. Yeah, it was. It's like, huh? How about that? I think it was supposed to look like a newspaper font, right? Oh yeah, maybe. Is that like, what like that a is? San Francisco Chronicle font? Yeah. Uh, but but uh, Mac and uh, Alec are working on a house. Right. This is the house that they're in later. Yeah, and Alex says that it's taken him 150 years to find like a, a woman that he's like you know is in love with or whatever, which is Genevieve. What's your was your first impression upon meeting Alec? Not good. <laughs> what did you think? Go on. He seems very whiny. So his wife shows up and she's like, "Wash your hands before you eat dinner." Right. She brought she's brought a picnic basket like full of sandwiches for yeah. lunch. Right. And he's like, "But I'm starving." You're an adult. Oh, <laughs> you're an adult. He strikes me as like a really low rent Bill Paxton. Yeah, is <laughs> what I kept thinking. Yeah, like as he what kind of even looks like Bill Paxton in Tombstone. Yeah, and he kind of like complains that he has to, or he seems like miffed that he has to put his cigar out. Right, that's a big part of like, oh, she doesn't want me to smoke like in the house, that sort of stuff, right? But she's yeah. also weird that she's like. The house isn't built. Like, yeah, we're outside. You promise you'd only smoke in the non-existent study, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. I just was like a little weirded out. I would. I didn't know if this was supposed to be awkward. It was awkward. Like, I don't yeah. know what. It, I don't think it was meant to be awkward either. Just something about the way all this lands. Like, these did not read like people who were actually in love to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then Alec is singing this R. L. E. song, right. which I find insufferable. That he's like singing. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being. A yeah. No. It's bitter, it's weird. Weirdo. It's and coming back. Yeah. This is a thing they've chosen to represent him like musically with this song. Right, and then for some reason, Mac and this guy skip around in a circle yes. to it, and then go skipping off together. It's like, what? What? <laughs> what is this? Mac does not seem like the skipping around with his homies type, but mm, he's got the voice of an angel. Yeah. So they go off to wash their wash hands, it. like in a nearby in the next stream. county. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but like Alec complains more about this. What is it with women and cleanliness? It's like the fuck. I don't know. What's with you and being a slob? Yeah. yeah. Right? Wash your fucking hands, dude. <laughs> oh, and then Mac is like, and what's it with women and cigars? Bro talk, right? Like, come on, you guys. Yeah. 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 It's just locker room talk. Yeah. Just, just like, like Brooke talk. <laughs> Brooke, Brooke talk. talk. And then he just said, he sings R. Kelly's Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, R. Kelly, that song Age is Bad. Ugh, Lee. Not good. Um, but yeah, he's like, I thought our age difference would be more of a problem, but I guess he got over that. Yeah, he got over it. And Alec looks at the stars, and he reminds me he isn't so old or whatever. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed that. Like It's a nice little bit of dialogue. And also, I think it contrasts well with like the villains of the show, which often think like they're greater than everybody because they're immortal. And yeah, like mortals don't count. Yeah, and he seems to put himself in a in this cosmic age thing where it's like, oh, I, I don't really matter too much either. Like, yeah. which is good. I think it's sympathetic on his part. So then we cut back to the uh, the house site. We're still in the flashback. Genevieve is setting up the picnic lunch, and bum bum bum, Cragen shows up, and he looks like such a creep. Yeah. But the costumes in this whole segment are pretty good. Like mm-hmm. Genevieve is wearing this like blue period dress. Mac, his facial hair game is out of control. He's got like <laughs> giant sideburns and like long-ish hair, but not really long hair. And Alec looks like Bill Paxton. But yeah. Cragen is just this stuck up asshole and he's like oh you know you should be offering me a cup of coffee right you used to like it when i touched you and how old was she she was 13 when they met he's a bad guy gross yeah like there's a slight implication that like he may have i don't want to use the phrase been her pimp i kind of got there's like some weird exploitative aspect to this whole thing beyond just the age right but he's some kind of artist 
yeah. that may have drawn her, perhaps salaciously. Oh, yeah. yeah, they don't spell it out, but something creepy. Right. Is and it makes sense on. considering what we see this guy doing later, right. that they've maybe drawn some sort of parallel to the business this guy trades in. Yeah. But he like takes a knife out and he's like, You're coming with me, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yes, they're gonna go right. like kidnap her to China. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, he senses them coming back, so he pulls out a knife. Now she goes to run. This is a weird observation I had. Did, did anyone know how she runs away? When she runs away, she just runs into the side of the cart. Yeah. Well, and she, I was she's running for a rifle. Oh right. Oh, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. Why? She has a rifle. Yeah. That's and then he it. then he grabs her. Gotcha. I was like, why did you run into the cart? Like it's not in your way. Run somewhere else. <laughs> and like Mac and, and that's a that's a comment I have later in this episode as well. <laughs> yeah. But Mac and Alec are taking forever to wash their hands. Is yeah, is this stream very far away? Because they but they hear her scream. Oh right. And they're still like hunched over right. washing their hands. Yeah. I'd it's take like thirty seconds. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> Great. And then they run, and he's, like, got her held hostage, and he's backing up towards a cliff. And this dude keeps on saying, you're mine. Yeah, there's this ownership. He goes full Gollum. He really does. (laughs) Like, the way he says this is, like, so growly and weird. I don't know. This guy does a good job being this super mega creep. Yeah, he's totally a creep. I I was troubled a little bit by, like, the possessive language they use like he's like she's mine and then like alec though was like no she's my wife and yeah it's like, my wife uh my yeah, wife he could have said it's fine the villain to say it. it's you just be like hey she doesn't belong to anybody right, right. or she doesn't want to go with you not that yeah. she belongs to, to me, me therefore instead. you're taking right. her from me it's like no 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 no, no. this is a, that, that's a weird thing that's always in these highlander yeah things my woman my woman your woman my woman (laughs) so anyway mac is pleading and craigan's like or there's nowhere left to go so craigan just decides to fucking swan dive geronimo (laughs) just yowza yeah so he takes her and they both jump off the cliff right and then (laughs) this guy just goes and jumps Jumps off the cliff after them while mac runs down Down. like a sane person yeah why would you do that Hey, rewatchers out there. If you haven't heard already, you can find us on Patreon so you can support the podcast that you know and love. Patreon's a crowdfunding website where you can contribute to keep this show free and fun and bringing you elite Highlander content all the time. And you know what? In the not so distant future, we're planning to roll out some additional Patreon exclusive content. So if you don't want to miss out on that, head to patreon.com slash rewatched or just, you know, look us up on patreon highlander rewatched you'll see our mugs pop right up if you contribute any amount to the show you get yourself a nice little shout out and we're going to be rolling those out over several of the next upcoming episodes so let's give a big thumbs up to vince s amanda b jill s and who Jill S. Oh, Jills. 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 And Vince's. And Vince's. Hey, these are two great friends of the show, so thank you for your ongoing contributions. We love you. Amanda B. Amanda (laughs) B. And Jocelyn G. 
Thank you so much. Any contribution helps to keep this going. This takes a lot of work, especially for rewatcher Keith, who does all of our editing, and we so appreciate it. Absolutely. That's right. And like Kyle said, we're going to be rolling out some new stuff in the future. So these Patreon contributions are paying for uh, the upkeep of a lot of the stuff that we, you know, we have to host all this stuff, and there's equipment costs and all that sort of thing. Uh, but we're developing a budget, and we're going to start rolling out some new features to the podcast, uh, which should be pretty cool. And so. So hopefully you will see the be reaping the rewards shortly. You'll be haunting the rewards. <laughs> That's right. So go to patreon.com and look for Highlander Rewatch today. Uh, so now we cut down to the bottom of the clip. Alec is waking up all over, like, he's all bent over rocks and shit. Um, I kind of like the way this is look looks. Like, I dig, like, all these gnarled trees and stuff. It's very dramatic. It's a cool location. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. But uh, Mac is already down there standing over Genevieve, which, case in point, makes his plan not work. It's like, Mac got there first. like Yeah. And not fucking destroyed. Yeah. So surprisingly, everyone's body is not mangled. Right. <laughs> but Kragen has already escaped at this point, somehow. Yeah. But he, he uh, used her as a buffer. <laughs> <laughs> he landed, he landed on her. The Genevieve broke his fall. <laughs> yeah. When they wake up, and, well, of course, Genevieve is dead, uh, Alec makes Mac swear that if he dies before he can finish Kragen, then Mac will finish the job. And Mac makes the mistake that he keeps making of promising to kill people right that's like a classic mac maneuver <laughs> no way this could go wrong also how many times has he done this in his like right. youth? i promise again to kill somebody <laughs> for you entirely too many times uh. <laughs> okay so that is the end of the flashback and then we cut back to the loft and resume the previous scene uh mac says he's not sure craigan could have gone anywhere in the world but he's not sure what happened to him and alec stayed in that house forever and never moved right which we immediately get another flashback basically <laughs> well yeah and also at this point jennifer says alec was waiting for genevieve's soul to return to their current house oh, i guess that is the house they've always, always lived, lived in, there that's yeah. crazy but jennifer's like genevieve's he was waiting for genevieve's soul to join mine she like really drank the cool yeah Kool-Aid really on this, yeah. on this premise also and it's a little creepy that her name is jennifer <laughs> Right, yes. Yeah. This like, is weird. Yeah, this is fucking crazy. So she believes that she's going to share souls with this person's this dead wife. Wife, yeah. From like a hundred years ago. Hot. Yeah, which also like, <laughs> that that has to be uncomfortable. Like, Yeah, there's not much room in there. Yeah, there's too many souls. I just mean like, are you in love with me because you're in love with me? Or are you in love with me because you, for some reason, believe that I'm your dead wife? Right, that's not good. Yeah, this, this is like Highlander 3E. Yeah. Is this a thing well, in Highlander? I'm going to search for vengeance Yeah. Or, oh, or, yeah. yeah. Moira and what's-her-face are the same woman. Yeah. Moya. Moya. Yeah, I don't I don't know about this. And Rissy's just like, oh, you mean reincarnation? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean like I have Victor Paulus who gives the speeches? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Victor Paulus. Oh, yeah, reincarnation. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so we get another flashback. And so we now go to San Francisco 1888. So this is two years after the last flashback. Uh, Mac knocks on Alec's door. Um, Alec is like screaming. He's like, go away. He's like a fucking crazy person in a bathrobe now playing this the piano. Is, he's duding now. This is the dude era version right. of him. Dude apparently. era. But we get some like uh, little Easter eggs here or little callbacks. So Mac is like, hey, like, let's go hang out. Amanda just won this saloon in a in a bet like we we should go there yeah, and drink and she's have like, oh, she just won the double eagle right. let's go hang out with her so i guess he knows amanda right 
or uh, something. Also, I did check the dates because I'm obsessed. Uh, 1888 is the date that that flashback was in, too. So Good. Oh, so cool. they did their homework. Yeah, they did their homework. And this lines up, which is pretty neat, I think. And this house looks great, Mac. You did a good job. Yeah. And so, then he forgot how to install pipes <laughs> in a previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, the other guy did the plumbing. Oh, okay. uh, that was Alex, yeah. the master Alec plumber. is Mac. a master plumber. Mac was just his apprentice on that one. Right. So Alec is cuckoo bananas. He has set out the clo- like Genevieve's clothes even like Beetlejuice style <laughs> like <the laughs> that is nuts that is a crazy thing to do and both of their hairstyles have changed they both look completely different than in the last flashback which surprised me but I guess it's a nice touch yeah their dudes were like so 1886 in the, the last flashback yeah uh, so then Alec goes on this crazy rant and asks Mac to read like this book he's like oh look at this this is in Aramaic or this is in Greek or this thing from China like these are all about the the transmigration of the soul. And so, what do you think the quickenings are, Duncan? Right. And so he seems to draw this correlation that, like, if it's possible for us to have this happen with a quickening, that this happens with everybody to some degree, I guess. And Mac's just like, okay, bud, like, let's get you out of here. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> like, okay. You've been a little too much alone. Yeah. Let's put some clothes on. <laughs> let's get you outside. And Alex just basically like, I said good day. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly what it does. Yeah. I have a piano to play and whiskey to drink, so. Yeah. yeah. Alec does say he's like, it was my pride that drove them off the cliff. And I was like, what, what does, does that, that mean? What does that mean? I don't well, know. In does what it way. doesn't mean anything. Because <laughs> he has a lack of pride because he won't wash his hands. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. Yeah. Was it that, like, Mac was like, you can walk away, and he was like, I don't know about that. Are you saying his pride was like, I'm not going to let him kidnap her? No, I was saying that Mac was trying to say, like, hey, you can just walk away, leave the girl, and go. And he was kind of like, mm, oh, like, right. I don't know about that. Like, yeah, yeah. I might be taking you out. Maybe that is that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't All right. make sense. Anyway. Yeah, I still yeah. don't quite get it. Uh, and, of course, oh, he is playing orally again. He's not playing orally. He's playing with his fingers. He's yeah. playing... He's playing orally. <laughs> so that is the end of the flashback. So now we know that Alex is a Looney Tunes. Uh, we get the world's longest cross dissolved to get, <laughs> to get back to the present. That's right. We're back in the loft. Uh, and Jennifer is saying that Alex and her really connected the first time they met. It was like they knew each other their entire life. Uh, uh. It's, it's like, it was like I ate the soul of a <laughs> 19th century teenager. So Mac is like, Alec just believed that because he was like grieving. Like he, like he, he didn't, co- he couldn't cope. He believed what he had the to. story. Yeah. Right. So Jen retorts and says, no, like he's come to her and she thinks there's like something left unfinished. And she knows Mac's promise. And she's like, are you going to keep your promise? Like she thinks that's like what is driving all these hauntings. It's uh, un- it's Casper style. He's right. got unfinished business. Of course, I don't know why Alex won't haunt Mac. <laughs> Just haunts his girlfriend. Friend. Yeah, great question. It's like if Who your knows? beef is with Mac, go you know right. Swing go around him. Go go swing around in his closet. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Go break his windows. That's right. Uh, so we cut to Joe's and Richie and Jen are on like a kind of date. <laughs> I guess. Oh, at this point, Mac is like, I'm going to finish business, right? Yeah. So Mac is off on a mission. He's like, all right, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Go kill this guy. So Richie's asking Jen if she really believes all that stuff and that like she has a seven or 150 year old woman living inside her right now. This is insane. Although I like the shot. This is a cool shot. Like that they spin around that, them like three times. Yeah. That just the... keeps going around, which yeah. is neat. And it's also nice because there's background stuff going on. So, yeah. Like, there's like the a background old extras. blues man playing. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, oh, I thought Alec was crazy when I first met him, but. Somehow she got over that. Well, she was also like, well, and like, if he's immortal, like, that's real. 
Yeah. You guys are real. Like, who knows what else is out there? Right. right. And again, they couch this all this stuff back in that argument again. Like, if we're real, why not this other thing? Which, I'm not going to lie, not the world's worst argument. I suppose it's something you could consider. No, I just mean that, like... Can you ever dismiss anything out of hand when you yourself are a magic creature? <laughs> <You're> like, <clears throat> that's like being like, yeah, I'm a unicorn, but Pegasuses are bullshit. Right? <laughs> Pegasi? No, I think it would be Pegasuses, because it's Greek, not Roman. That's why it's not octopi. But anyway, so Richie again reiterates that Alec believed this because he was coping, and Jennifer says that, like, I think you immortals are also brave. I could never be brave like you, Ooh. because, like, oh, people are... Keep coming after you constantly, and you have to fight all the time. But then uh, Richie's like, "No, you're more brave, <laughs> right? You're the you're brave gonna one. die." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but like, it's weird how Hardy's flirting with her while she's talking about her ghost husband. Yeah, that would feel like a turn off, but <laughs> yeah, right. But not to Raw Dog Ryan. Oh boy. <laughs> then she's like, "You know, our souls just connected." And then he's like, "Do you think that could ever happen again? Like with me?" Wink, 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 right. wink, 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 wink. Wink, wink. So then a ghost appears in his face again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, unfortunately, that sabotages their moment a little bit. Oh, did we not talk about when he turns around and Alex's ghost face is on his back? Oh, it's oh, on his back. back. He I forgot back about ghost. that. Yeah. Why? That was that, and why weird. is there a face on his back? <laughs> it's, it's a, a tattoo. terrible tattoo, right? It's like Roger Stone with his Nixon tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? But yeah, Richie's about to play into her delusions to take advantage of her. So good. So she excuses herself momentarily. Right. And Joe comes over. Because she's freaked out about the face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Joe comes over. He's like, man, what's all this? Where's <laughs> Mac? And Richie's smoking. And he's like, yeah, nothing much. And he lights yeah. a cigar. This is the, this is, so then it's just like, hold on. This wait is a, a minute. Richie, dude. Yeah. Anytime he lights a cigarette, he <laughs> has to set a motorcycle on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe's like, hey, man, like you and Alex Hill's wife, like for real, like crazy move, bro. Yeah. Because like, he knows what's up. Yeah. And he's like, where's Mac? And he's like, Mac is looking for the son of a bitch who killed her husband. And what does Joe say? Damn. He's like, don't freak out. He's like, I got to buy you a drink. You fucking killed. You're the son of a bitch who <laughs> killed her husband. Which is nuts. Which is... And then I kind of like this. There. This is great. I, I love this, this, cool. this plot is good. element. Yeah. yeah. There is... I've got some hot takes on this episode, but the core of this episode, right on the money. I agree. Yeah. I, this, I, this conflict is yeah. great. Yeah. I think this is a good episode with a stupid ghost with a lot of, plot. Yes. With a, yeah, with, a, with the is that the B plot? Is it the A plot? What is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's the O plot. Um, <laughs> so anyway, now Richie is like, what the fuck do I do? Like, he doesn't know how to proceed because she comes back out or whatever. Like, right, Max like, going after the wrong guy. Right. Yeah. He was like, hey, you should just get a cab. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. should. Uh, mm. Meanwhile, Mac is driving to San Francisco. Right. Also, I want to say that, like, Richie being like, he's going after the wrong guy. He's not. He's still going after the right guy. Mac promised. Right. I'll get Cragen, who's the person who killed Genevieve, if you don't. That's all he's doing. He is avenging Genevieve's death. That's not why he's doing it. Well, he's doing it because Alec couldn't. That was the promise. Right. He was like, if I never get to do it, or if I, he gets me first. He didn't even say if he gets me first. He's just like, if I yeah. die before I ever encounter this guy again, can you make sure you take him out? Sure. Well, so Mac is, uh, you know, nothing's changed. The terms and conditions are the same. Yeah, but asterisk. She straight up said, he found Cragen. 
Kragen killed him. Right. She says that, and he's like, I'm going to go get him. So it's like six of one, half dozen of the other. I guess Like, so. he is also avenging his friend. But that's also his own choice. Like, this isn't some promise he made to avenge his own friend. That's on Max's own volition to We're, be like, oh, like, you fucking killed my friend. I'm not cool with that either. So yeah. I don't We're know. We're really lawyering this promise here. <laughs> I think so. All right. So we cut to Richie's place. He lives. Uh, where does Richie live? He Let's lives talk about the this. Chinese restaurant. It's a Chinese restaurant. I was trying to figure out what it was. At first, I was like, "Is it a, a medicine?" I thought it said like I thought I couldn't tell the word. I couldn't tell if it said medical something or musical something. Either way, either way, it's some Chinese place though. And Jennifer has stalked Richie to his home, right? And Richie's trying to mind his own business, playing harmonica alone, yeah. alone in, in the, the dark. dark. <laughs> He's got the blues, man. He does. Crap, macaroni and cheese. That's right, the blue box. Uh, so she knocks on the door. Richie's like, I couldn't sleep. She couldn't sleep either. Uh oh. Also, let, let's talk a little bit about Richie's apartment. We'll see more of it later. He's got this flag with like three skeleton fish Richie, on it. What is that? I was trying to figure. Out, like, does anyone know what that is from? Is that a band? Like, what? What? What is His that? Band Teeth Cliff's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the band. It's actually my favorite punk band, Teeth Cliff's dinner. <laughs> so Richie's like, I got something to tell you, but then she like interrupts and she's like, I know, I know. Like, it's all about the sparks we were having, right? Ooh. Yeah. This is one of the worst things anyone has ever done on Highlander. This is so bad. This is so, 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 so bad. We'll talk about these scenes right now separately because these two scenes, these fights are intercut. Yeah. So why don't we talk about what happens in Richie's apartment first? So what goes down? What what kind of what happens? Richie and Jennifer start making out and eventually fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like they are going at it hard. Yeah. Well, Mac, this is cut together mm-hmm. with Mac's confrontation with Kragen. Jennifer also is convinced. Like she's like, I know this is a bad idea because like I guess she's still grieving, even though it's been a year and a half, right? Yeah. But she's like, I know our souls, and yeah, and not getting involved with another mortal, but she's like, I know our, like, fucking souls are connected. And I do want to mention before we, like, change all over into the the Mac attack here, the fight, they do the other, the, the, the cool elision thing with the editing. Which I thought was neat. So the way this works... Because they're both stabbing. Yeah, that's it. No, what they do is... So they're, you know, making out all this sort of stuff. They're in bed. And then you start hearing moaning sounds. But the moaning isn't from the Richie love scene. The moaning is from the sex scene that is being filmed on a, at a studio in the next scene. By Kragen. By Kragen. Who is a softcore pornographer or right. something. So let's back up first. So Mac pulls up to this studio, which, by the way, is their trailers on the set. And this is just the set. The nice. regular Highlander set. He's in a red convertible. Yeah. I was like, what is what this? Is this yeah. Why is this here? Did they not Let have access to the other car? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, That's wh- really What the weird. fuck is this yeah. car? This is his San Francisco his San Fran car. car. Yeah, yeah. right? You know, he's in Cali, baby. Maybe, Maybe he has a rental t- car. He flew. And then, <gasps> oh, there oh, we go. Oh, shit. Sense. Oh, my God. That makes so much... I, was, I had notes about... Also, I did the math, by the way. So, if we put Seacouver is Seattle... Which is pretty far north. It's quite far north. That it would take, it's 12 hours to drive from Seattle to San Francisco. So I assumed. That's actually less than I thought it would be. That that's what Mac did. But now he probably flew and this is a rental car. Guys, we have uncovered so much shit. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm on it. And then they he talks to some extras that they didn't pay, which was like, hey, where's the studio? And they're both like silently. That away. That yeah. away. It's like, God damn it. All uh, right. So we cut now into the soundstage. There's all this like moaning. Kragen is the director of. What would be whatever this is like a porno, yeah. a softcore porno, like a maybe? Cinemax? <laughs> I think so. Thing, but there's no. She's not naked. That's no I, I don't. I don't know. So, or yeah, I'm like, this guy's wearing pants too. 
So I'm like, is that why it's softcore? Wh- what's the moaning? Grinding? Why is the moaning happening? What is that? What They're are they just doing? So turned on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's, He's like, like, what the fuck is this yeah. Mary Poppins? Which <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, did I see a different Mary Poppins where Bert fucking banged <laughs> the Poppins? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. What bangs this is. the Poppins. Bangs the Poppins. Oh, Mister Banks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. That's not all. A spoonful of sugar helps. <laughs> Go down. God damn it. Uh, She's like, nudity's not in my contract. He's like, we're going to talk about this contract. Everybody get out. Right. Oh, and the guy that that she's going to give a blowjob to or what? Like, he looks like the blowjob guy from the room. That's all I could think of. The guy, like, crosses his eyes. He's like, I don't know. Think about that when you see the scene. (laughs) What? But anyway, she's refusing to take... He's like, take your robe off. And she's like, no, no nudity in my contract. I mean, great. I'm all fine with that. I'm just confused because she's not naked under the robe. Robe, yeah, so she still would not be naked. Like, <laughs> if they had just shown her with the robe closed, I'd be like, oh, if she takes off the robe, she's probably naked under it. But, yeah. like, we can see she's not naked. Right. So, so... Doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyway, he, like, is rough and terrible. with her. Yeah, this yeah. guy's the, the worst. And Duncan comes in, he's, like, still serving women around. Yeah. Oh, I, I had another weird note. Sorry, guys. So when they're outside the studio, so they, they cut, they dismiss everybody. Um, but, like, when Matt goes in the studio door, anyone notice that the light was on and spinning? It's called oh. a wigwag is the name of the light. And that light means they're filming and you're not <laughs> supposed to come in. But they're not. And it, so it should, it should go off. Like, that's how it works. Like, somebody right. hits the button, then everybody can come in. So Whoops. weird thing. I don't know why it was on. I guess it's that's called a weird. the wigwag. 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 Isn't wigwag. that, don't some Native Americans live in? those yeah wigwags Wigwags. it's also called the red eye sometimes but Ah. that is the deal so red eye and there's like a siren that buzzes because you can't obviously enter a studio while they're working right i guess it looks cooler if it's on i guess also everybody knows mac is the murderer right that the guy pulls up in the flashiest red convertible and parks it talks to several people talks to some crew members some teamsters this woman sees him and what does he say like the production shut like he gives yeah. them like quip like yeah. this production shut like down. she's gonna be interviewed right away yeah tell the but police this- that she was like manhandled and roughed around and and then this man came in seemingly like threatening Cragen so yeah. they'll be looking for Matt. He's got to be like mildly famous, right? Cragen, yeah. yeah. If you're the director of anything, <laughs> like porno famous, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, you who's s- your favorite porno director? Uh, Boner Phillips. Boner Phillips. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they fight. This is kind of a cool. Boner Phillips, Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he then reaches behind his director please chair. In, please in Spielberg. <laughs> please in. <laughs> Interesting. Is that good for Steven? Please in. Please in. I'll please in Steel- Spielberg. Yeah. Damn it. Steven Spermberg. <laughs> I don't know. Steven Sperm Bank. Uh, Steven Sperm Bank. Yeah. So there's like a cool Mac like sh- like pins his sword against the table. I thought there was some cool moves in this and they like slash through like the set. Yeah, he like porky pigs through this thing. Also, I like at one point he steps through the window of the set. Right. Their usage of the set is quite fun. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this is a good fight. It's pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Also, we should mention again, like the fact that this is intercut is so much better. Kyle, you've mentioned in the past that they should do this more. This season, they are doing it more. Like I think out of the past couple episodes we've done, there's been a number of intercut fight scenes. Yeah. And it's it better for drama. It, it makes it way more interesting. And like, the emotional roller coaster of like, yeah, get this creep Mac versus like Richie, why you be such a creep is like a nice 
parallel yeah. that's going on. Also, we should mention back to the lovemaking scene because hubba hubba. Uh, there's also more like ghost sounds during all of that. Like we didn't mention, like this. Like, I love you, Jennifer. Like while she's fucking Richie, just gross. That is very creepy. Yeah, profoundly creepy. So anyway, Mac kills the guy this is kind of a new move i liked his like killing stroke this is like this weird upstroke yeah upstroke we've never seen that before yeah. so that was different uh and then they put mac like on a dolly this is weird and drag him spike lee style yeah, yeah. Like, he gets yeah. get over here <laughs> yeah. and it's just like you almost get like a like a pov shot i don't even know what to call it but like the camera is like a foot from his chest looking up at him and then the whole thing gets pulled toward the camera mm-hmm. it's weird they've never done anything like that the craft service table takes a hit it the orange this set gets exploded yeah also did anyone notice that on the craft service table yeah they had some orange juice i can't remember some of the other things one thing i noticed was what appeared to be a flower vase full of gherkin pickles i was like there's like a gallon of pickles Pickles. nice that also the 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 shoot is over nobody cleaned up they all just yeah. walked out with that. They all it. just left. Yeah, just leave his food just out. Let all this food rot till tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe they were waiting for the director to leave before they uh, I don't get know. back to work. Sure. Who knows? Some PA is going to be in trouble, though. Yeah. My immediate question was that, like, oh, is Kagan's soul going to, like, make it make itself visible to anyone? It's going to transmigrate yeah. to the pickles. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know. This quickening, like, they took a shot. It was interesting. Yeah. We kind of have another illusion here, getting out of the quickening back to the lovemaking scene because of the, like, the, uh, <laughs> of the quickening. We then transition that right into the what of the quickening? Uh, uh, that does sound like a Hold ghost. on. No, no, That was a sex noise. I mean, uh, uh, that, <laughs> that was a quickening, was quickening sound. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's Eamon's O sound. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that ends with you know they've they've mirrored these two things and of course we've said before that a quickening is an orgasm especially in the movie especially in the movie but then it's fucking creepy because jennifer's like i love you alec and And richie's just like oh fuck (laughs) oh boy richie's like oh shit i knew this would happen and i did it anyway i'm the worst person ever (laughs) yes but actually, maybe not. Well, I, mean, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> that I said he did it anyway, because we get into a weird thing with that, too, later. But we're getting there. Then we get some nice ADR lines from Mac. They've been doing that a lot. Like, any after a quickening, they're like, we got to punch up this scene. And, like, let's just add a quip. And Mac is just like, cut, print, it's a wrap. And it's like, yeah. shut the fuck up. It was already a wrap. He called the wrap already. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now it's really a wrap. And he's just saying that for himself. I mean, really, he's saying it for us. But yeah, like, all, right, right. all one-liners are for yourself. <laughs> yeah, but Mac is just like crazy (laughs) (laughs) all right so now we cut to like the next day at the dojo richie's laying on the bench he gets the buzz and mac walks in he looks tired he's got some stubble i thought those were some nice little touches there also i thought he drove through the night but he probably took a took the red eye took the red eye he's got a little suitcase with him or a bag or something right luggage yeah (laughs) richie's like a kid who like has done a few bad things and he starts out with like the not as bad one first he really buries it yeah Yeah. we've we've done that he like buries the lead yeah (laughs) yeah so what does he tell mac uh first he tells him that he slept with jennifer mac is not happy about mac is like what the fuck and then he like puts his bag down (laughs) it's a car well thanks for telling me goodbye (laughs) and like richie kind of blames mac for it a little bit he's like well you told me to watch her and this is what happened so fuck you very much But then Mac's like, okay, that's not that bad. I'm going to go upstairs now and take my shower. 
And then Richie's like, oh, and there's one more thing. <laughs> I might have killed your friend. Yep. Uh, so then we get a flashback and a voiceover from Richie kind of explaining what happens. And this is last July outside the Anchor Studios in San Francisco. Which I guess is where Mac just was. Right, yeah. So Richie's trying to fix down his broken bike tire or I don't something know. I, it's, it's like on the set doing. what is he doing here i don't know this is like weird. he's like on the parking lot yeah but he's like in the way <laughs> no that's the thing he's not in the way he's like almost on the curve yeah, yeah like they say like the guy like rolls up he's like you gotta move i gotta get somewhere and it's like you could just go around it. like really go so around much, him there is so much room <laughs> it's a bike like, <laughs> right by definition you can scooch around it yeah like, it just didn't make any sense no they should have really blocked the path yeah but he's not. Yeah. I don't know. This is very contrived how they, they, they needed some way for them to, like, accidentally fight. Right. Yeah. And this was it. And it's, eh. And Alec is being a dick. He's, oh, he's being a total he's an asshole. asshole. Yeah. yeah. And Richie's also not being great. But, right. like. Yeah. And it's all because Alec, I guess, finally tracked down Kragen. Right. Yeah. So he's, in and so he's all, like, amped up. Of course, it's in his hometown that he's apparently lived for 150 years. <laughs> They're like, is this Kragen's first movie? In San Francisco, like... He doesn't watch this porno. I guess so. At some point, I guess he, like... And they've never run across each other. That's how he found out. He was in a... He was in a... And he's like... And he's like... Directed directed by by who? (laughs) Kragen. Yeah. (laughs) Executions on butt row. Directed by Kragen. Craven for some Kragen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone also notice the large crucifix prop in the background that is covered in, like, turf? It's like... It's like made of mini golf uh, fabric. I was distracted thing. by the giant anchor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the giant the titular anchor, anchor <laughs> studios. Okay. Uh, so anyway, Alec is pissed. Pulls. They both pull their swords and they start going at it. But of course, this is Richie's old sword. That yeah. Efron was like, "What the fuck?" They wrote a flashback where you need to bring the stupid thing back With so they don't order it again. Just written an entire episode to destroy that sword. This is a good fight. It's short. Uh, Richie slams Alec into a dumpster, and that's like, you see him, like, stab him, I guess, at that point. It's like, ah, Alec lost. All right, so we cut back to the loft. They're getting off the lift, and Mac is fucking pissed, and he's blaming Richie. He's like, you could have walked away. You killed him for nothing. But, I don't know, it's like, the opposite is also true. It's like, this guy... Alec could have walked away from the situation as well. Alec started it. And, yeah, Alec is the one who pulled the sword. sound like a fifth grader, but... He did? Yeah. And Mac is always someone who, like, if somebody challenges him, he'll... He'll right. do it. Yeah. You know, you know, he doesn't really walk away. But I don't know. I get it. It is his friend, Max Upset. Yes. I don't think he's being unreasonable here. Actually, I would want to say, I think Adrian Paul does a good job in this episode. And I think, with the exception of one glaring moment, I think they portrayed Mac pretty well in hmm. this one. But, like, I think the way he handles this is interesting and, like... Sure. Well ha- well acted. And Richie does a good job, too, I think. It's cursing it. Uh, I like the lighting in this scene. I think the new... the Rex Raglan, the new uh, set designer, he's doing some, like, interesting stuff that we hadn't seen before. Like, there was, like, the natural lighting in one of the previous episodes. There was just some, like, the, the lamps and stuff in the apartment. This one's, like, a no. sunset. That one. Now, which, like, that they have, like... like a porn director. <laughs> Rex Raglan. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, all the lighting is, like, very, very bright coming through the windows, and it's this, like, orangey tone. I don't know. It looks kind of cool. Yeah. But, yeah, so now Richie's like, I, uh, I'm just going to tell her the truth. And then Mac is like, fuck you, you're not. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't do that. Like, she can, she can, like, be at peace now. Right. And he's like, she's not going to understand that, like, you killed her husband. Because, of course, she isn't. And then Mac is like, leave town. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I think he's Again? pissed and just wants to stop yeah. them from seeing each other is that yeah. it I, like i was just like is he doing this because i don't know because he's pissed at richie might also be that i mean fuck? he's right to be pissed at him i guess but also like 
I don't know. There's only so much you can be mad at Richie about. Like, because, like, I don't know. They're both a little bit at fault for this. I would say Alec is more at fault. But, like, sure. he was attacked and defended himself, and he didn't know it was his friend or whatever. Right. I don't know. I don't know. If Eamon killed one of your friends, Keith. Which, which like, one? How much? How, which yeah. one? How much can be, like? They just does it matter? <laughs> how much does it matter if he had a good reason to do it? He still. I mean, killed, it might be a good reason. I mean, it's a good reason. Killed, he still killed one of your friends. Like, I would have to reevaluate my friendship with that person. Mm. Yes. Well, no, and, not Eamon, The other, also, the other person, and also with Eamon. Well, I think the difference. Hold on, let's unpack this. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, maybe give some options. Eamon, name a friend. I'll tell you. How much I'd approve of you killing them. Name a friend. If it was me. Fine. <laughs> no, uh, but also I think with us, like, the baseline is that, like, well, we shouldn't kill anybody. Right. There's a caveat, I think, with Richie and Alec that, like, th- there is an expectation that there, at least I think Richie and Mac and Alec all believe, like, well, th- this is what we do. Like, that th- this is an appropriate response to a person that you could just kill an immortal right i don't know yet yeah, maybe i mean mac can be inconsistent on this as can everyone but i think in general we're led to believe that like the good guys sure. don't do that they try like, to avoid doing richie killed possible. carter whalen and mac wasn't like get out of town like yeah uh yeah he also wasn't friends with carter whalen well that's that's the difference is right. that i think mac needs i mean obviously he's allowed to have an emotional i response, know he's allowed but to but after he cools out about it maybe he should reconsider it no, Richie, <laughs> Richie can just leave town for a couple weeks. All right. And like, you know, you can chat when he's back, but I don't know. I think okay, so Max says he wants Richie to fucking leave, and he's like, I'm going to deal with Jennifer, and he's like, I'm going to let her believe that the man who killed her husband is dead. And then Richie's like, I'm sorry I killed your friend. Like, I mean, I think yeah. Richie really does feel bad about this. Like, yeah. No, this is a good interaction, um, and Max's reaction is Yeah, good. it's subtle here, but the implication also is like, well, that was old Richie. Like, Richie was on a weird killing spree during, the, like, six months ago. Before this is he, like, 18 months ago? Right? Does yeah. that timeline line up? Oh, right. Yeah, it's like a year ago because he's been dead for. Oh, yeah, you're right. A year and a half. Or I whatever. guess so. But I guess, like, it's hard to say with, like, the season break yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But like, I assume this is old Richie. Or, or, excuse me, or, like, that weird new version of Richie that was, like. Post uh, Dark Quickening. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, like, Richie. bitter and, yeah. you know, just playing the game. So. I mean, I think it's neat that, like, Richie now has to deal with, like, oh, yeah, like, the actions back then were very bad and. He's still seeing ramifications from that. Yeah. In some ways, this feels a little bit samey with what's developed in uh, the episode with Haresh Clay. What's it Promises. called? Promises. Nope. Prom- <laughs> nope. End of innocence. Yes. Yeah. Like, it feels very similar. Mm-hmm. It's like another fight that he picked that he didn't have to pick. Right. And now it's coming home to, to haunt him. Like, yeah. In some ways, this is a better version of that conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this has more emotional punch than just... That guy's friend wants to kill me. Yeah. Yeah, this feels like it has more stakes. Sure. So we cut to Joe's, and Mac is there with Jen, and she's telling him how much, how glad she is that Alex's spirit is now resting in Mac, which is creepy. creepy. Yeah, weird. And it's like, oh, do you want to fuck Mac now? Who doesn't? No. Um, no, I don't get that. No, no, I don't think so either. Uh, but Mac is like, yeah, that's, that's not exactly how it works. Although, I'm like, is that exactly how it works in this episode? Maybe. We're not sure. The soul thing. No, we're not. I don't know what we're ever supposed to think from any of like the supernatural implications of this episode. Because I guess right. in this moment, I'm questioning like, well, she like instantly fell in love with Richie, but is that part of her own delusion? Like, why didn't I don't know? She didn't pick some other rando person to fall in love with, right? Based on this delusion, could have been true. anybody. And also, like at this moment, she doesn't even know Richie's immortal. Like, why did when she they meet? Yeah. Right. Like, why did she assign it to him, thinking like, oh, maybe this is like, you know what I mean? Like, so it seems that seems to be giving credence that like. It really is happening. Like, this ghost thing is working. 
Or that, as some somebody points out, like, oh, like, maybe you did pick up something from him that she's responding to. Like, right. It might not literally be his ghost, but maybe, like, you picked up some mannerism or just, like, yeah. some thing that's reminiscent. Who she likes those knows? cigar smokers. Yeah. Maybe that's why he started smoking. Ooh, that's a good point. Wait. That's why he's smoking. Duh. Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. This is, like, a revelation. Yeah. That's the thing. That's why the smoking is happening. Uh, I didn't sorry. think about that. <laughs> no, yeah. that is not. One, yeah, oh. That is definitely not a duh. Oh, also, I'm sorry. I thought that was part of. Never mind. Well, I, I mean, I think that's what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. But I don't know that it's obvious. Oh, okay. I certainly didn't pick it up. I'm on sorry, guys. At the time. I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to rag, rag oh, on you guys. So I didn't mean to though. Rex raggling you guys. <laughs> I didn't mean to Rex raggling you. But he did mean to Rex raggling this episode. That's right. Mac is just kind of like, uh, yeah, are you done with this food? Like, uh, they send away <laughs> like a full hamburger. Full. Yeah. Never full. touched. Literally never. What is going on here? Also, what did Mac even order? <laughs> the food does not look good, I don't think. Joe says shitty food. That's yeah. not a surprise, I suppose. But no, not at all. So then he's like, so he tells the waitress, yeah, like, let's, can we wrap this up for you? She takes it away to wrap it up. And then Jennifer just is like, see ya, and leaves without the food. It's like, why? Why? None of this makes any sense. It was very puzzling also so wasteful mac why didn't they just have the food be half eaten yeah i don't know i, I don't know why didn't the prop person handle that it's distracting duncan is like arguing with her about like this is not the way souls work like i don't have alex soul in me and part of me was thinking it's like why are you doing this like just nod and say yes like your entire reason for richie not telling her that you killed her i mean obviously that's even more extreme than this scenario but it's like just let her be a piece like why 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 let her think that you know, you're a killer. Like, she thinks this guy is dead. She can move on with her life. And now she's like, oh, like, it's so nice that, like, his soul is in you. Like, he's at peace now. And he's like, nope, not that. Like, and it's like, just say yes. Let her be at peace with that thought. It's harmless in a way. And she's a crazy person. Well, maybe he just doesn't want to adopt the notion, like, accept her projecting onto him that right. he is has his soul. Yeah, because yeah, then she won't stop leaving him alone. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, she's yeah. Gonna, maybe he's trying to get that text you up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's that soul doing? (laughs) New phone, who dis? (laughs) Oh, but then we get into some other shit. Like, she's worried because she's still seeing Alex's face. Like, she's like, oh, what does that mean? Like, does that mean he's not, you know, like, why is he still hanging around? And also then she feels guilty. This is fucked, I think. That, like, she tell. well, at this point she tells Mac, like, I was with Richie last night. Do you think now Alec is mad at me? And it's like, what? Like, if he is, he's an asshole. It's been a year and a half. And you can go fuck anybody you want. Like, yeah. If he's a, then he's a real dickhead. He's a vengeful ghost. Yeah, yeah. he is sexually vengeful. <laughs> That's actually one of Rex La- Ragland's movies. <laughs> Sexual vengeance. <laughs> Don't think about that too hard. Yeah, no. That's not good. So Joe goes up, and Joe's really being like the sitcom bartender in this. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he's really trying to make people feel good about their decisions. So he's like, Max up there, like, oh, I don't know if I should have told her. Max like, ah, it's fine. You told a white lie. Right. Not the definition of a white lie. No. I mean, I'm not saying it was the wrong decision, but it is not a minor. No. Yeah. It's, it's not like telling someone that those jeans don't make them look fat. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. yeah or like you bigger. liked the, the, the Christmas present you received right. that you don't really yeah. like. This is more extreme. Yeah. yeah this this is, is like my friend murdered your husband. Right. <laughs> husband and then had sex with you. And they're also like, oh, I just withheld information. It's like, this is a lot of info. Yeah. And also you withheld information under circumstances that you know led to a misunderstanding. Yes. You're not that like, is lying. Yeah. In fact, under those circumstances, it can still be considered fraud in many states. Look at that. Damn. 
Hey, Rewatchers, we are expanding in a fun and cool way. Fun and, and cool. cool. Dudes, Dudes, you've got to check out the tubular BK Righteous. Kids Club. That's right. BK Kids <laughs> Kid Vid. That's right. Much like the Kids Club, we have now have a discussion group on Facebook. So you can uh, search Highlander Rewatched Discuss! Exclamation point. Uh, this group was created. I guess this is kind of like an official group. I guess we've given our blessing, as yeah. it were, uh, by uh, super fan Paul H. Uh, who right. provides Huge friend of the show. Yes, he's uh, a he's great guy. He's some spreadsheets. Spreadsheet action, all sorts of some good gifts. stuff. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but he has put together and is uh, helping moderate this group. And so if you... You know, it's a, it's a closed group, so you can go answer a couple questions, you get in, and then, yeah, there's it'll be discussions about Highlander itself, but more specifically, how we treat it on this podcast and what we talk about. You can retort things, you can quote us. You if can... you disagree with Keith, let him know oh, in a profanity-laden email. <laughs> I won't handle it well. But, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, seriously, if you've got something uh, critical to say, you can say that. If you think we're the best, you can say that. You know, if there's a bunch of things we didn't talk about, the world is your oyster. Yeah. You can discuss whatever you darn well please. Right. That's right. But it has been really cool to, like, we visited some of the topics and threads that are going on already. Uh, it's really cool to see what people are talking about, you know, considering that it just comes from the three of us yapping every week. Just to let you know, we will be reading stuff on there. Uh, just checking it out, and we really appreciate it. Uh, we won't be like responding to everything, but we do want to make sure everyone's able to talk, you know, freely about whatever, and everyone feels, you know, safe in saying what they want to say. Mm-hmm. All that sort of stuff. No bullying or any of that bullshit. No, even though that. around Keith, it's normally a very unsafe space. Yes, that's right. It's just <laughs> my smell. <laughs> anyway, if that sounds as cool and yeah. fun as I <laughs> cool <and> fun. <laughs> as we laid it out, yeah. definitely join that. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, Paul H, and thanks again for yeah. everyone who has joined. And uh, yeah, we hope to see more and more people there so head on over today we now cut to richie's place and jennifer stops by now we see this place in the light richie what has he got this This is is a a nice place right little place he doesn't have any doesn't seem like he has any closet space though he just has like a a, a closed normal rats yeah Jennifer's like, I want you to stay. She talked to Duncan, and she said, you know, I'll know when it's right, like when I want to be with somebody. And it's like, I want to be with you. I thought there was going to be a misunderstanding where she was like, he she told me everything. Right. I thought that's where this was yeah, right. too. And like, yeah. and you don't care. And then he tells her. Yeah. But no. No, he, it's not that. Yeah, anyway, so when I killed your husband, uh, <laughs> he was real, real wuss. <laughs> Did I tell you it was at a dumpster? Yeah. He yeah. died at he a dumpster. He died in garbage. <laughs> but no, he... he like she can't take a hint, and could she, not that it's her fault, but no, no, but he keeps on being like, "Yeah, it just it isn't going to work out." Blah blah blah. Right, and she's like, "Why, why, why, why?" Before we give this away, another thing I noticed in Richie's apartment: the tripod that is set up. Did anyone see that? Oh, no, I was like, I "What is that. Richie filming here?" Ooh. And it's like it's not high up; it's kind of low. I was like, he's, "I think Richie's, Richie's just making some home videos." Yeah, that's right. He's uh, he's, a, he's a, playing harmonica. He's a regular junior, Craigan. <laughs> yeah, he's recording himself playing harmonica. <laughs> That's how he practices. See, if this show was made today, that would be like a separate web series. Just short videos of Stan Kirsch playing (laughs) harmonica. This is for the fans. Also, Richie has a poster that says Pandora's Books. Anyone try to check out these posters? I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, Richie doesn't read books. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what happens? What's he say? He's not a parent. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I killed your husband. (laughs) 
I killed Alec. That's why we can't be together. And, and she's then, like, what? She calls him a sick son of a bitch. It's, it is sick. It's fucked. It's really... And he did it after he found out. It wasn't like he yes. did it and then he found out. Right. That's a different story. Well, obviously, like, in the colloquial sense, like, oh, that's a whole different bag. Like, yeah. But I mean, like, that is a different plot to this story, which would also be interesting. Like, Richie unintentionally... Like, now he's caught up in this thing and, oops, like... But yeah, Richie did know and it's real fucked up. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's pretty reprehensible. It's terrible. But, of course... And he didn't try that hard to tell her before they boned. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Although, is it all Richie's fault? We cut to Joe's, and Richie's there saying, like, Mac was right. Like, I shouldn't have told her, but Joe was trying to be sympathetic. He's like, you're just looking for, you know, some resolution on this whole Re- thing as well. Absolution. <laughs> right, yeah, absolution. Excuse me. And Richie's smoking again. Smoking. smoking. But he's like, I-, I knew it was wrong, but he's like, something was driving me. Something was pushing me. I, like, couldn't stop myself. And once it's again. It's called being horny. Right. Like, you've, this has happened to you before, Richie. <laughs> Joe, I, uh, I was just so horny. Me so <laughs> horny. <laughs> But that's that's what this is. It's like, is it a ghost or is this? Yeah, Joe trying posits to... <laughs> that the ghost made him fuck her. So sometimes I you got to believe what you got to believe. <laughs> yeah. right? Get through it. Maybe the ghost inhabited your dick. <laughs> uh, it's possessed. Yeah. Does oh, Joe boy. actually believe that? I don't. Know. I think he's trying to make him feel bad. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know. This is weird. This is very weird. So, yeah, now Richie's definitely like, I, I'm going to leave. I, I should not be here. So I do, I, I do like his line. After Joe posits that, he says, it's a theory. And then Richie says, I have a simpler theory. I'm an idiot. <laughs> that is yep. good. That's a it's good proven. line. It's yeah. a proven yeah. hypothesis. Yep. Now, Richie just fucked up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we cut to Mac's office in the dojo. There's somebody there working out. Surprisingly. Working that bag. That's right. It's like Jenny was with Richie. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, is, what, what are you positing that that meant? Look in the nuts. Oh, okay. How I did you, you meant punch in the nuts? <laughs> no. You work the nuts. Sorry, guys. You work the nuts. Excuse me, the bag. <laughs> the bag. Uh, all right, so we're in Mac's office in the dojo, and Jennifer is there, and she is mad, mad at Mac. And she's like, you got to do something about this. And so she says... And she's also just independently pissed at him, because for now knowing... Now she knows that he lied. Yeah, and he knows that he knew and didn't tell her. Mm-hmm. It's all messed up. So Mac is like, Richie's my friend. And she retorts, like, Alex was your friend for 150 years, one not that good a friend. You didn't go to the funeral. Didn't even. Uh, she didn't even tell him that he was dead. Right. Right. Um, and like, doesn't that mean anything to you? And then Jen says, "You vowed to avenge his death." And it's like, no, he, he didn't. He did that's not. What he says he said, "I vowed to kill Kragen." Right. And I did. Lawyered. Right. I'm glad yeah. that the guy, that got brought up because sometimes right. lines like that just gets yeah. glossed yeah. over. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not what he promised, and he's clear about that. <laughs> but Mac puts his foot down. He's like, look, this is the end of the conversation. I'm not going after Richie for this. This is over. But Jen says flips. she's being unreasonable. That's, this is that's the, the fucked up thing. Yeah. That's the line tell, us if, tell us about it, Kyle. Well, at some point, she's just like, she's like yelling at him. She's like, oh, like, you're just a coward. Like, you, like you're not only betraying him, like, you're afraid to... Yeah take action and he's like you're being unreasonable and it's like no she's not you the two of you have done something really messed up and like right mac i actually do think that probably cosmically telling this lie was like the better thing to do there's no there's no good way to handle this like maybe that was an all right thing to do but her response upon finding out 
is not unreasonable. No, no yeah. like no response, pretty much however extreme would be too extreme for what they did. Right. Like, and it's not so reprehensible and it's such a personal betrayal. Sure. Like, and it's not just that like Mac and Richie did lie and do something wrong. On top of that, like this is an emotional bomb that's been dropped on her. Like she's in a heightened emotional state. So to be like, you're being unreasonable, like she might have been. You just say like you shrug and go, like, this person is really upset. They're they're grieving. Yeah, right. like uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't apply the term yeah. unreasonable t- yet <laughs> to her a person husband, that is like husband's, hysterical. Yeah. Her husband is dead. Yeah. Her husband's murderer lied to her and slept with her and then told her. And then her friend, who she went to for help, lied to her. And on top of that, she sees ghosts on, yeah. a, on the reg like every yeah. day. And she's being, she is being haunted. haunted. Right. Yes. Oh, that's the name of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Saying she's unreasonable is a, a bridge too far. Well, being haunted. I also like that Max, Mac knocks a book or like a box off the yeah. desk to end the scene. He's like, ah, Ugh. fuck. <laughs> He's mad. He mad. He mad. All right. So, we cut to Richie's apartment. He's Anyone notice his wall? What, what are his walls made of? Trash? Black, tr- like, contractor bags? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? They're all, like, wrinkled, and it's very strange. It's for if he ever has to clean up a body. Yeah, Yeah. for whatever he was filming back there. Yeah. So he's got, like, his bag and shit, and Jennifer, like, he opens the door. What took him so long to leave town? Right. He's getting ready to leave town when she visited him. And he can't take much. He's just got a bike. So, like, whatever he can wear on his back. Like, not much. Whatever. And a duffel. (laughs) A duffel. Uh, So he opens the door, and bum, 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 Jennifer is standing there, and she comes in, thinks he's cool at first, and he's like, hey, like, I should apologize again. I don't want any of this to happen. Uh, and he's like, oh, I got no choice. I got to leave town. And while this is happening, Mac pulls up in the T-Bird. But Richie's like, I never, you know, wanted to hurt you, blah, blah, blah. And then she unbuttons her jacket and pulls out a gun and blows him away. This is great. Just destroys him. Right. So Mac hears this after he pulls up and he rushes upstairs. And Jennifer has Richie's sword and is standing over his body about to, like, lop his head off. So what happens, Eamon? Complete insanity. <laughs> Duncan's trying to, like, convince her, oh, if there's any part of Alec that's still alive, it's inside Richie. Another moment where someone plays into Jennifer's delusions to get what they want. Uh, he, does, <laughs> he does more of that in a few moments. But then she's like, wait, Alec is here. And then there's a fucking ghost <laughs> just standing there of Alec. And he's like, fucking kill him. <laughs> This is nuts. Yes. And Max looking around like... <laughs> but then Max starts talking to the ghost he can't see. Right. Like, it's so bizarre. He's, like, <laughs> pleading. And you can tell... It's kind of funny the way they film it because it's obvious, like, he can't see him. Right. And, like, it's obvious that, like, he doesn't believe it. But he's... Uh, it seems like he's just messing with her more. But then they kind of have this thing that I wish was brought into the episode earlier where he's like, do you want her to kill someone and be stuck with that? for the rest of her life you don't want her to have that ghost alec is like oh i guess you're right right well he says killing people haunts them it haunted alec right and it's like it did what are you talking about like did you get the impression like is he just saying about that he carries around the ghost of genevieve with him but he didn't kill genevieve what is this about i don't know it's a great i mean it's a great point that mm-hmm. killing richie will haunt you yeah great Excellent. But yeah, as far as Alec goes, I don't understand it. Interesting. I really don't. Hmm. Is that what you want for her? And then Alec, ghost Alec, is like, all right, well, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. He, like, he literally is like, goodbye. It's goodbye. Time to go. yeah. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> my, my home planet needs me. <laughs> he flies away. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Just it's like the poochie. fairy tale ending yeah. of uh, Highlander 2. Yeah. Yeah. 
The uh, fairy tale ending. <laughs> so she looks at Richie's dead corpse and she's like, let him carry Alec. Like, he'll carry him and it'll be a piece. It's like, okay. And so she doesn't kill him. Yeah, great. <laughs> Fucking bleak. It's dark. I mean, no heroes here. Yeah, nope. she says, let Alec haunt him forever. Right. And Duncan's like, he will. Yeah. I mean, I guess Richie will have guilt that he killed a good person. I guess yeah. he's good. I don't know. I guess. Is I guess. Alec good? <laughs> Probably. We never see him do anything bad except for, like, fighting Richie. He did smoke inside, inside, oh, inside that. Uh, that's the study. true. I yeah. take it back. That is bad. <laughs> uh, so we cut the denouement of the episode. Richie's place. This kind of resumes the previous scene. Richie wakes up. He's coughing. Uh, Mac tells him Jennifer's gone. She should probably have someone with her. She's unstable. Uh, Very. Uh, but Mac says it's time she deal with her own demons. And Mac tells Richie he's screwed up. And this is what happens to all of us. We're just gonna... not exactly. <laughs> right. Not not quite. But Richie says if he lives to be a thousand, he will always see Alec coming at him and. Wondering if he made the right decision. Ooh, he'll be haunted. Well, I do like this line because he's like, well, do you believe in ghosts, Mac? <laughs> I love that. That's a that's a question in this show. Mac, do you believe in ghosts? Well, I like that this is something that they've been discussing the whole time. Right. And then he just says it. It's like, <laughs> you've been discussing this the whole time. What do you mean? But you Mac go- doesn't really answer the question. No, I actually lo- I love his answer to this question. He's yeah. like, I believe in the kind you carry with you. Right. Like, I like this too. Yeah, it's like, I believe that you can be haunted by what you've done. It's like you're not being haunted by a literal ghost, but like the metaphorical ghosts of what What you've you've done done is always there. there. And you can get the impression that Mac struggles with that. I don't know. I like this. No, I I like this too. And then, you know, Mac says, you know, when you stop feeling that haunting, like that's when I'll worry about you because that's when you're like not human anymore. There's something missing. Yeah. And that's it. So, you know, it's a dark episode. It's real dark. This is the darkest time. It's like the darkest and the hottest all at once. Yeah. (laughs) This episode really haunted me. Because it's called Haunted. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Not because it actually made an impression? Or... No. Uh, no impression. Speaking of impressions, let's play a game. I don't know if there are impressions in this game. That might be a bad transition. There okay. are not. Hey-o. Okay, so for Haunted, we are going to play a slightly modified game of WatcherTube. I've pulled some YouTube comments about two different movies. So in this movie, they sing a song called RLE. Uh, there's a version of this song, RLE, in the movie Trading Places, starring Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Really? There is. Uh, sung by the frat boys that are Dan Aykroyd's friends. And then there's another movie I'm going to ask you about called The Haunted Mansion, starring Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an my, Eddie my Murphy se- My theme. second favorite yeah, Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> that's right. So you're going to have to tell me... Bowfinger. Bowfinger. You're going to tell me if this... Not Pluto YouTube, Nash. Pluto Nash. <laughs> Uh, Dave, Ash. meet Dave. Remember that? Oh, movie? meet Dave. No, don't remember Dave. That's where like he's an alien, and little aliens are operating him, and he's like an Eddie Murphy robot that is controlled by little aliens. <laughs> Sounds about right. So, tell me if this YouTube comment is from the trailer for Haunted Mansion or Trading Places. Usually, you buzz in with your name, so I just say your name and then give me. Or your Keith, answer. in your case, you can say my I'll name. I'll say Kyle's yeah. name instead. All right. So here's the first clue. I have the sudden crave to watch this movie. Keith. Hot. Keith. Yeah. Trading Places. No. Kyle. Haunted Kyle. Mansion. That's Fuck. correct. Kyle gets the point. I guess, yeah, if you guess wrong, you automatically get the point. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So is this Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy or Trading Places starring Eddie Murphy and Dan Edward? <laughs> Don't you make no dark spirits come out while I'm Kyle. sitting. Yes, Kyle. Haunted Mansion. Yes, that's correct. I'm sorry, Keith, did you forget about the dark spirits in trading places? (laughs) It's kind of a bit of a misdirect. That movie about commodities trading. (laughs) 
Ooh, question the third. <laughs> Ooh. Life is copying this movie right now. Keith. Yes, Keith. Trading Places. Yes, that's correct. I wish it was Haunted Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> Life is copying this movie right now. Ghosts. Union League. Round four. That's right. All I can see is Donkey. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Haunted Mansion. Yes, that's correct. Wow. And Eddie Murphy played Donkey. Donkey. <laughs> From the classic trilogy of Shrek films. Yes. I think there's more than three, aren't there? So, are there? I thought so. Do you, do oh, you count, in the Shrekiverse? The Shrekiverse? The Shrekiverse. Do you count like Puss in Boots? Oh. Mm. That's the, that's why it's this whole verse. Yeah. Also, I think they've taken some of like the little, like the gingerbread men from that, I think have like a their own little spinoff. Wow. Yeah. There's a musical. Oh. You forgot to mark my point. Mark my point. Three points. I thought I just got that one. Wait a minute. Hold on. What was the question? <laughs> you no. thought you just got it? Wait, what was All I can see is donkey. You got that. What was the one before Kyle that? I, I got the one that was, oh, life is, all right. Yep. Yes, I did forget to mark your point down. Sorry, Kyle. Three to one. Three to one. Round five. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Haunted Mansion. Yes, that's correct. That was almost a trick because Dan Aykroyd is in Trading Places. That's true. And Kyle saw right through that. That's <laughs> true. And the final question. So Kyle wins, but who knows? This will be worth a million points. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, <shit. All> right. <laughs> ah, dark period of Eddie Murphy's career, or is it still going on? Kyle? Yes, Kyle. Haunted Mansion. Has- yes, that's correct. Huh. What, you think Trading Places was the dark place in <laughs> Eddie Murphy's career? Yeah, the movie he's perhaps movie. most known for? Other than, like, Beverly Hills Cop? Remember when Brett Ratner, speaking of Brett Ratner again. Was gonna, oh, is he going to make the, th- uh, fourth, the fourth one? one. Starring Eddie Murphy? That's right. Murphy. And they were teaming up to do the Oscars. Remember that? No. Yes, Brett Ratner was going to direct the Oscars. Eddie Murphy was going to host. And then Brett Ratner said some bad things about <laughs> rehearsal. Ugh. And that people that don't rehearse are an F word or something like that. Or, oh, great. Yeah, it was not good. And he resigned. Then Eddie Murphy resigned. And yeah. Interesting. And look at that. Brett Ratner Oscars story. What was this? A couple years ago, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Brett Fascinating. Rat. Brett Rat. Well, congratulations, Kyle, on our Steve, Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy. Oh. <laughs> our Steve. <laughs> Why did I say Steve Martin? Great question, because you love the banjo. I lo- do love the banjo. I love that arrow that goes through your head. Oh, yeah. Gotta love that. I had one of those when I was a kid. Ooh. Fooled a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> like, this child's been murdered. <laughs> By a person with a crossbow. Yep. Guys, before we talk about this episode, how about we read some Watcher Chronicles? Let's do it. We got two to read this time. First, we're going to start off with Alec Hill, born... 17 from the music man yes that's right (laughs) got trouble born 1729 in philadelphia trading places (laughs) that's right first death 1758 assault on fort ticonderoga during the french and indian war huh his first teacher was gregor powers gregor 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 that's right. I presume so. I don't think I ever knew his last name was Powers, though. Yeah. Uh, original cultural affiliation, American. Recent base of operations, San Francisco. Occupation. Ugh. Hermit. Inde- independent means. Why? Why, Why just, just give him a job? <laughs> or do they think job. they couldn't give him a job because he was such a recluse? I assume he wasn't by the time he meets Jennifer, though. I could see after meeting Jennifer not being a recluse. Because now, like, now the soul is returned finally, so he can do normal shit again. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he should have a job. Yeah. 
And his chronicle reads, What a shame that a man who finally put his life back together after all these years, hey, there we go, uh, had to lose it so quickly to a punk headhunter with a chip on his shoulder. According to the Chronicles, there was nearly a century there where taking Alec Hill's head probably would have been the kindest thing anyone could do for him. Wow. Yikes. But now he was happier than he'd ever been. He'd found the one thing in his life he'd been searching for all those years. Then the little twerp had to come along and ruin everything. Wow. This watch is a little close to this. Yep. If Alec's right, and there is some sort of immortality of the soul, I hope his comes back and whacks the little creep. Damn, that's weird. This isn't weird. This is. Did I this say this is, is you just said this isn't weird. This, this is isn't that the weird. opposite of your opinion. <laughs> that is the, which is what someone who disagrees with me would say. <laughs> yes, I think this is weird too. <laughs> that's so out there. Like this should almost be illegal. Like when. Like don't this they have should to, be illegal? No, like they turn in these chronicles, like to the to, to like the archive, right? Mm. Don't doesn't anybody read There's through no them and say like, whoa, 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 like editorializing? Is, yeah, you're well, violating the style guide here. No, yeah. I don't mean like a style guide. Like, won't somebody read that and be like, this is not appropriate? Like, you are clearly being like emotionally attached to this person, like reassigned. And also, they know who Richie is. Like, Richie's not <laughs> right. This little creep. They also don't meant. Do they actually say it's Richie, or do they just say the little creep? Little twerp. Little twerp. They, little twerp. they never say who it is, which is Watch. weird. As a, as a watcher, you, record. you think yeah. you would know who that was. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> they know they know plenty about the guy. They clearly know who they're talking about. They just choose not to say it for reasons as yet unknown. Mm. <laughs> All right, now we got the chronicle for Gerard Cragen. Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> for, uh, born seventeen fifty four in Boston. First death, 1792, choked on a chicken bone. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought they, well, I guess that's a violent death. Sure. Choked on a chicken bone. <laughs> His uh, first teacher was Felix Lester, original cultural affiliation American. Felix Leiter. <sighs> Ooh, James Bond's often sidekick. Now we get an interesting one. Unique characteristics. Anyone want to guess what his unique characteristics might be? Uh, Sleazebag. Haven, <laughs> you are cur- <laughs> closest. In, it says, leaves a trail of slime. Wow. That's crazy. Is he Slimer? <laughs> slimer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, recent base of operation, San Francisco. Occupation, adult film director. Oh. So he is a pornographer? No, he's an adult film director. <laughs> <laughs> Makes adult that, dramas. Yeah, he actually just, uh, this is actually just to clarify that he's not a children's yes, director. He's an adult. Uh. Yeah, I did, <laughs> I, did, I did not direct the Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. That makes Steven Spielberg an adult film director. That's true. His chronicle reads, Cragen called it art. The world called it smut. Oh, boy. He considered himself an artiste, it says. The world called him a pornographer and a dirty old man. In the late 1800s, he tried to shake up the stodgy New York Art Society with his innovative paintings. Do you guys say innovative? No No one says that. Who says that? I think if you're British, you say innovative. Innovative. Yeah. I don't like it. Nope. Okay. Innovative. Uh, so he tried to shake, uh, shake up the New York Art Society with his innovative paintings. What shook up New York was learning that the sweet-faced model he was subjecting his artistic visions, quote-unquote, was only a child. I'm assuming this is Genevieve. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's dark. So he yeah. was, you, we, we did posit, oh, maybe he was doing paintings or, yeah. or we, we said, like, was he, like, pimping her out? He was doing paintings of her. Presumably in compromised positions. <laughs> yeah. A prominent clergyman fought to have him arrested, but a hundred years ago, there were no laws on the the books to protect sweet little girls from monsters like Cragen. Uh, really? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yes. I don't know. Also, you think a clergyman would be all about that? 
Uh, he moved on to photography when the and when moving pictures came, he was among the first to exploit a woman's body on film. Ugh. It was a Ugh. lucrative business, and he created an empire. Video was a blessing and a curse. While it meant wider exposure for his work, the field was flooded by a legion of cut-rate hacks. Oh, we can film the straight so to video this now. Like pro Kragen? I, I don't know. To Kragen's surprise, this is, the, like, this is at least a fairly objective biography, except for the path of slime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a river of slime. <laughs> It's flowing through here like a river. Uh, to Cragen's surprise, the uh, the buying public failed to see a difference between them and Cragen the artiste. Mm. Oh wow! Wee oui, wee. Oui. All right, let's talk about this episode, guys. Let's. Oh. Is she just crazy, or is there something? Are we supposed to, as viewers, think there's something to the transmigration point? I think there has to be. Like, they leave too many breadcrumbs. Like a tr- like, there's there's evidence that would make that you you would be fairly reasonable to think maybe this is real. I mean, I don't think it's like definitive, but I don't think you'd be faulted for it. Like, I think it's left uncertain. Like, uh, I mean, that's my conclusions. Am I sure? I don't know. Yeah, there's like, things that happen. The way they present this is too goofy. Like that goofiness cuts both ways. Like when she literally sees ghosts, are we supposed to assume that those ghosts are there or that she's imagining them? Yeah, I don't know. I'm unsh- I'm not asking whether ghosts are real, but I am inquiring what this show what if the show is has a position on the issue. A couple Matt things. can't see the ghosts. Correct. We seemingly witness him persuade a ghost. That's that's the the, the key right. for me is that I, if his dialogue was written differently, I would be fully on b- believing she's crazy and there are no ghosts. Because if you imagine that she's crazy and all this stuff is just internal to herself, then Mac's argument really is to her, and she needs to come to terms with that. But, like, the way he presents the argument is to Alex. Like, is this what you want for her? I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess you could read it that, well, like... Well, I, th- I think he's trying to persuade her. It was like talking to somebody in the... Talk about yourself in the third person or something. I guess like, so. But like I, he is talking to her. But I, she's, like, he's meeting her partway. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I wish the dialogue was a little bit more pointed towards her like because it, i i don't know i came away from that scene being like did he convince the ghost to let her go like i don't know yeah, that, i mean that's <laughs> which is not what i want like i don't think the ghost needs to be part of it at all like it's really he just needs to get really get through to her on a deeper level and she sees it as the ghost giving her permission to let it go but really mac is convincing her i don't think this the way the scene set up paints that clearly so i don't know i don't know but then are we also supposed to believe that the ghost is making Richie do this horrible thing in sleeping with her. Maybe. He does smoke randomly. Right. He did say he didn't feel like he was in control, which, of course, there's an out for that he was just super horny and yeah, yeah. was being an idiot. But he also genuinely seems to like her. Like, besides just, like, these sexual... Like, I think he... Like, there is chemistry between them, right? Yeah, I thought both of the actors do a good job of portraying that. Yeah. There's some heat. Yeah, like right off the heat. bat, there's like sparks between them. Yeah. I feel like this is a whole thing could have just, with very few changes, like just take out the overt ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. And like maybe she does think this and that they're talking about it and just let it all be a little more subtle. In some ways, that would almost make, like the, the goofiness cuts both ways because it's so outrageous that I'm sitting there thinking like surely she is just hallucinating because this is abs- like the way this is looking is kind of absurd. Right. But at the same time, we're actually seeing it. So I'm like, or... or but the fact that they're showing it to us mean we're supposed to believe yeah. it. Yeah. And there's also definitive, like, Mac is definitive on, like, this isn't the way it works. And the producers of the show even were, like, uh, this will come up in a future episode, the Immortal Sins. 
Mm-hmm. Remember, there was like they wanted Max Quickening to have memories of like what this Nazi did in Mortal Sins, and they told the director they're like, no, 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 like memories do not transfer. This is that's that's not how this is going to work. You can't do that segment. Mm-hmm. But in this, like it, it that that lines up with what Max says. Like, no, yeah. that's just impossible. Like, don't you know how this works? But I don't know. Like, is this who's the reliable person in this episode? Like, where's Joe's expertise in all this? If there, if he has any, yeah, yeah. saying I, like, no, in all our thousands of years of watching, like we've never seen that manifest but we've itself. just seen a dark quickening yeah which so there yeah. is something to the notion right. that whatever your whatever quickening juice you're getting has an effect on you. right yeah joe doesn't weigh in on any of this yeah in, in terms of like that right because they've come to him before with like oh I, I have a baby and joe's like no 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 that's that's impossible even though richie questions like well maybe this is an anomaly or something and i don't know yeah i like kind of just the subtle hints mm-hmm. that like maybe this guy has affected him mm-hmm and like i even like the little hints of like hey maybe there is something about you because you took this guy's quickening that like she's picking up on like that's all kind of cool i think but once like he's speaking with alex's voice and stuff like that like it just loses me pretty hard just because like it, it just looks silly right like, it's not good tv what do you guys think about i i didn't think about this till today the notion like what's up with alex and like he seems to like only fall in love with like what he perceives as his soulmate because like well it's been 150 years since genevieve died before he met jen and finally like kind of came out of the shell again Mm -hmm. but in the in the initial flashback he mentioned i haven't found like i it takes took me 150 years to find this woman yeah like he seems like is this has he had this problem before or maybe not before because he's not that old but yeah, like I don't know, his, his expectations of what a relationship is very high. Yeah, they must be that's, literal soulmates. Literal yeah. soulmates. Yeah, that's a bad formula for a relationship. And obviously, he <laughs> tortured himself for a hundred years. Yeah, you know, obviously, it didn't work out that great for him either. Luckily, he had those independent means. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. He needs to get out more. That's right. One line that we forgot to mention is at one point she screams at Mac. I screwed him. And you let it happen. That's right. <laughs> I screwed him. And I just was dying laughing when that happened. I was like, this kind of took me out of it a little bit, but she's working hard. Mac didn't know, like, he didn't know they were going to sleep together. No. But he does make the decision to lie to her. Yeah. Yes. Like, which may or may not be the right decision, but it's definitely a decision that if you were on the receiving end of it, you are justifiably furious over. I mean, this this episode does present a good moral question. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sitting here talking about it, I don't I don't know what the right answer to this question is. Like, I I don't know. I mean, there's some people are just like never lie about anything ever. But I don't know. Like, there are situations like I don't know. I I, I wouldn't know what call to make. Also, the thing that's nice about this is a lot of times you end up in these weird situations where Max seems doesn't seem conflicted about it. Every step along the way, I think the writers and Adrian Paul did a good job of like making it look like Mac is making choices, but he's doing so with like some humility that I feel like is often lacking in this character. Like you don't get the impression that he's acting with moral certitude. Right. Which is the thing that I think often grinds our gears about the way the character's portrayed. Like, he's often, like, really, like, condescending and holier than thou with people. Well, I was going to say... And he is not like that in this one, despite some very awful things happening. Sure. In a different version of this episode, it would make perfect sense for Richie and Mac's roles to be reversed and Mac to be like, you have to tell her because it's the right thing to do. I would be like, yeah, that makes... Like, that's Mac's character. Like, he he would do that and demand that 
happen. So I'm glad that they've not done that, as you've said, Kyle, because usually he is like sanctimonious and holier than thou yeah. and would be just like upholding this like thing like, no, you shouldn't lie to people, even though he's not considering anyone else's feelings at all. It's just his own vanity as usual. Yeah, I think Mac does a great job and is very likable in this in terms of like how he chooses to do this, with the exception of that one line of you're being unreasonable. Mm. Honestly, if that hadn't been in there, I would have like really given the writers a dip of the hat yeah. on the overall handling of this thing. In this case, it's just a nod of the hat. <laughs> a nod of the hat. A nod of the hat. Because that, that line's pretty egregious. Mm-hmm. That really irked me. Do you guys uh, like the villain? Uh, he's creepy as shit. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. He's like he's not like that important to the episode, really. No. All that matters is that he's the miscommunication is yeah. what's really central. Does that bother us this episode? Sometimes I feel like that's bothered us. Like I remember in The Innocent. Do you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. He's like, like a nothing thing. But this guy has, like, he feels like a fleshed out character. Like, he seems, okay. he seems real. The other guy was just, like, appeared and was gross. Right. Like, this guy seems like a real character. Yeah. And that's part of the. I think that builds up the misdirect, like, mm-hmm. in some sense. It's like, oh, like, you hate this guy. You understand why Alec wanted to kill him. Sure. Like, you're someone invested in his demise, even though. Aha! Uh-huh. Right. That's not really what's at the heart of it. Yeah, this plays more into like the mechanics of the plot. Like in in the innocent, they just needed someone, anybody, to be after Mikey. Like because right. the conflict in the innocent is Mikey. It has nothing to do with the villain, and it's that's similar in this. The conflict really isn't about Kragen. He's not that like, but they need somebody to there to be the the person they think killed him, and you know what I mean. Like, uh, but he is a better version of a character. He's something. Yeah, you can sink your teeth in. There's motive. Yeah, there are reasons that these people would have killed each other. I don't know. Yeah, it is better. I, yeah. That's good. It's got a mechanical role, but it's well executed. Amen. You are the winner of the catalog game at the top of the show, which means you get to give your rating first. Amen. How many onion heads would you give this movie? Haunting onion heads. Haunting onion heads. Onion. You may be wondering who's Onion Head. That is Slimer. That's right. Slimer. Yeah. Slimer. Slimer's official name. Original name. Is right? Onion Head. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this a 3.5. Ooh, that's a pretty high rating. 3.5 is that's yeah. solid. The conflict of Richie killing Mac's friend and this woman's husband is really good. I think that's a good Highlander plot line. The stuff with the ghost kind of bumps us down a little bit. I don't like the visuals of the ghost, and I just feel like yeah, it's, it's they bad. Should, they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, um, they shouldn't. It just looks so goofy. I'm a ghost now. <laughs> and I don't really like the actor that played Alec. I don't like his performance that much. So that keeps us from being a four. Interesting. Just a question for you guys. Would you guys have preferred visualization of the ghost that was just an actor standing there? Probably. Instead of any sort of effect at all. Like he yeah, wasn't no see through. He was just almost like what just they did a person with, there. Yeah. Almost like what they did with the mirror in the very opening. Sure. Like it just is a guy standing there and then she looks and he's gone. Right. That would have been a lot better. Yeah. Than far superior. Yeah. The I agree. Effects. Yeah. Effects yeah. can really take you out of a show. Fast. Yeah. But, you know, Richie was great in this. Mac was great in this. Good sword fight. Good bad guy. Yeah. Good flashbacks. Cool. Yeah. All right. 3.5 from Mr. Eamon. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, how many cliffside suicide slash murders? I guess it's not that's suicide. A, that's a long, suicide. <laughs> yeah. That's a long <laughs> title. But uh, uh, I am going to give this three cliffside suicide slash murders. <laughs> um, so I agree with a lot of what. Eamon said, honestly, I think that the core elements of this, by which I mean the moral conflict surrounding Richie killing uh, 
Alec, the performances and a, and a lot of aspects of the writing in this, like, are five material. Like, they are killer. But I'm not into Alec's portrayal at all. The visual effects and, like, their entire treatment of the ghost aspect of this thing is just, just a huge swing and a miss. So it's a mile wide on that. Which would have led me to give a 3.5, but I honestly am knocking off 0.5 for Max Unreasonable line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it really unmakes a lot of, like, the credibility the credibility they had built with me in terms of the handling of the moral issues. So I'm knocking it down to a 3 for that. <laughs> but this is like a 5 with, like, a 1 albatross around its neck, <laughs> and it balances at a 3. Yeah. Keith. How many Richie harmonicas would you give this? I'm going to give this 3.5 Richie harmonicas. Ooh, I'm the low totem on this you one. You are. Um, low tote. <laughs> this is an episode, like, it's, first off, it's an episode I didn't remember. Like, I didn't have, likewise, c- clear, I was like, haunted? Like, what? I, I, I didn't even remember the title of this. Mm. Like, and also after seeing the cold open, I was like, uh-oh. Like, mm-hmm. this, this is the episode, god damn it. Like, I did not have high expectations for this episode being a ghost episode for Highlander. Because it's, like, honestly just territory I'm not too interested in in this show. But, like you said, Kyle, I agree completely. Like, the bones of this are great. Like, this episode honestly surprised me in a lot of ways that the the story actually is pretty great. Other than the fact that, I, I don't know, there's a little bit of execution stuff that... I'm not too on board with, uh, like obviously the ghost special effects and stuff. Um, and actually I'm a little torn about like how, how I perceive like, Oh, is it real or is it not? And that uncertainty, like maybe just a little bit more uncertainty if it really impacts it would be okay. I don't know. Cause I think I have an idea of what the mythology of the show is and how it operates. And sometimes when they start to switch stuff up about like, Oh, there's magic and there's ghosts. And I'm like, Ugh, like stop adding all this extra stuff. I it's think like I'd fantastical enough. It's, yeah, like I maybe just dial it back just enough that I have a hint of like, well, maybe it could be, but probably not. Like, you know, um, that's fun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Everyone gives a great performance, and this is a really interesting topic for an episode. I don't know it's pretty good. Yeah, and honestly, something we didn't, none of us mentioned. I like the role they have Joe play in this. He delivers some very like he delivers some information well, like initially in the exposition of what happened, and then I kind of like his almost sit bartender role where he's like kind of the sounding board and he's just kind of trying to reassure his friends and yeah. like i don't know there's something very likable and endearing about those interactions to me well this yeah. is good because in every episode they have a goddamn fight with joe it's nice to just see them have a friendly conversation like joe what do you think about this and they give advice like a friend right they don't yeah, have a like falling out every five they're like shut up joe <laughs> and, and no one's like exploiting yeah. joe oh uh, like, no 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 mac orders free mac meal. orders two beers two sandwiches <laughs> doesn't eat them doesn't eat them and Joe says it's on the house. <laughs> that was Joe being a buddy because Max queerly upset. Gets a good deal on those. I know, right? Food items and doesn't leave a tip. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't leave a tip either. But yeah, this is a pretty good episode. I dig it. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, let us know what you think by either writing us at HighlanderRewatched.com or, of course, at, at .com. Is that what I just said? It is. HighlanderRewatched at .com? Yeah. At gmail.com. That's right. If you want to have that email get read by someone, <laughs> we'll go to an no, actual email. just email, email HighlanderRewatched at .com now. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, uh, send us an email, or if you'd like the uh, Facebook group that we discussed earlier in this episode, head on over there, just join the discussion there, and uh, just know we'll read a lot of those things, and some of those topics might get brought up at a later date. Thanks again for listening. Next week, we're going to be covering the episode, Little Tin God. We hope to see you then. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. 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 That she goes over Hold to... On. Did it just start again? No. Oh, I heard it. Oh, a ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost. <laughs> Sorry. Uh,